This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes 1 through 4. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp, black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your more off loud and proud. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off of the lawnmower 4.0, as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Good morning to you. Happy Friday. This is a live stream, and we're streaming live on a beautiful Friday morning. It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Get your checks and come up. Get up, get up, get up. It is the first of the month, October 1st, and thank you all, Who That Nation, for being here. Now, this is a show first of its kind. This is a show, if you look at the title, it says, TJ, you tripping. And the reason why I decided to do a show like this, because there are a lot of people who, for some apparent reason, watch the State of Saints podcast, and then they put comments down below and make comments about how they disagree with what I have to say. Well, this show is dedicated to all those people out there they may disagree with some of the takes that I have here on the State of the Saints podcast, and I am giving you the opportunity to, to comment. And if you don't want to comment, you can call in to tell me why you feel that some of my takes are inaccurate or you feel that you disagree with them, okay? Because I don't want anybody to feel that they don't have an opportunity to come on here and all I want to hear is a whole bunch of positive things. If you disagree with what I have to say, fine all right so this show is dedicated to you there's no more hiding you don't have to hide behind you know old profiles and cans of potted meat you can actually come on the show and and give your opinion just like everybody else so this show is dedicated to all those people okay so that's the reason why the show is entitled 
TJ, you tripping, but everybody that's in the comments, thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. Really do appreciate you all being here, spending your Friday with yours truly. But we all know that the Saints have their first official home game coming up uh, this weekend, even though, you know, they, they supposedly had a home game in Jacksonville. We know that was a neutral site game. But now the Saints are coming back to the Superdome, and we have a lot of Saints fans that are excited about that. They're excited about, you know, New Orleans Saints finally coming home. Saints players are excited to be back at home in familiar territories. Don't have to, uh, you know, don't have to, uh, you know, worry about living out of suitcases anymore. So that's just the way that it is. You know, now, now they get opportunity to come uh, to the Superdome to take on the New York Giants, a Giants team that has been struggling. And, uh, you know, they got a lot of unanswered questions out there. But it's going to be an interesting game, man. The last time I can remember the Saints playing the Giants in the Superdome, it was epic, man. I think that's when Drew Brees threw for seven touchdowns and and uh, Eli Manning threw for six. I mean, it was crazy out there, man. So uh, I don't think it's going to resemble anything like that because of the defenses. But at, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, I just feel like it's going to be, you know, one of those situations where, it's going to be a very interesting game defensively as well as, um, you know, offensively. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read some of your comments in a minute. But uh, first, I have to uh, fix something, uh, a correction. So here is a another, I said just another announcement because I have to actually fix something audio-wise. So uh, keep it locked right here to the State of the Saints podcast. This is TJ Jones, the host of the state of the saints podcast and the state of the saints podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com over 2 million men worldwide choose manscaped for all their below the waist needs for those that love all right enough of that all right so <laughs> i'm sorry man i had to fix something audio wise i was realizing i wasn't really coming through the way that i was so thank y'all for being here i'm about to go ahead and read some of your comments and uh see what you all uh have to say and um like I said, man, I'm about to put the uh, the link in the chat here. Anybody that want to come and chime in, here, here's your opportunity to do so. So this show is dedicated to all those people out there that may feel some type of way, you know what I'm saying, about, you know, the comments. Because I, I before I get started, I'll let y'all know why, you know. It, it, okay. <laughs> so there are a lot of people that uh, were, were taken back uh, and offended uh, by – uh, my comments, you know, in regards to uh, Jameis Winston, uh, I think on the last show I said that uh, I feel like um, I feel like Sean Payton does not trust Jameis Winston. He doesn't trust Jameis Winston. And uh, I just think that, you know, a lot of people took that the wrong way. You know, people are like, man, you create narratives, TJ, you create narratives. I'm not creating narratives. I mean, it's just a it's just a fact, man. You know, like. No coach is going to come in just completely trusting, just completely 100% trusting a quarterback. It, it takes some time. I mean, Sean Payton didn't even uh, trust Drew Brees, you know what I'm saying, when it first came in. Because I, I'll give you all a story that I heard, okay? It was right off when Drew Brees was coming off his shoulder surgery. And at training camp, Drew Brees wasn't looking like the Drew Brees we see today and for how everybody, you know, compares every other quarterback that walks through the door. It was so bad to a point where Sean actually went up to one of his coaching staff members and said, man, are you sure we made the right decision? So think about this. If he's going to second guess something like Drew Brees, 
What makes you think that he is not going to second guess some of the things that Jameis Winston is doing? And, you know, you know, when people start talking about people that we love and we admire and we value, and, you know, I, I have no problem with you being upset, but it's just the fact that you have some people out there that just don't know how to differentiate constructive criticism and just pure hate. Just because somebody talks about somebody that you like doesn't mean that they hate them, okay? So for some apparent reason, you know what I'm saying, I'm flipping the script, um, I'm, making, I'm creating narratives, uh, you know, disagreeing about, you know, the offense, the defense, the special teams. Like I said, man, this show is dedicated to all those people out there. You know what I'm saying? Now you have yourself an open forum. There's no way, you know what I'm saying, you can say that, you know, I'm high and I'm trying to act as if I don't value your opinion. This show is dedicated to you. So please feel free to come on the show and tell me what you disagree with. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll take it from there. So I'm putting a link down in the chat. Uh, hopefully everybody, you know, that, that, you know, wants to be a part of the show, they can do it. But in the meantime, I'm going to read some of these comments. Keelan said, TJ, they're not ready for you. You know, I, maybe they're not. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe that maybe that's what it, what it is. Maybe that's what it is. It's easier for them to make the comments, you know, instead of them, like, coming in, you know what I'm saying, and actually being on the show, right? And then my, my all-time favorite is when people tell me, you always talking about, like, and you can tell, for example, you can tell those people don't even watch the damn show. And that's what really, like, really upsets me is when people have their takes and you can tell they don't watch the show. Like, they talk about how I always talk about one particular subject. But I guarantee you, man, you go back and you look at 801 episodes of State of Saints podcast, I guarantee you there won't be a continuous, a continuous narrative. It's based on what happens from week to week, from situation to situation. Tyler says, TJ, you tripping. The only reason we lost to Carolina is the players and coaches weren't there. Stop the excuse. Next man up. You take the guys. Uh, should just step up. Is garbage. Uh, we were a preseason team playing starters. Let's see. I'm tripping. The only reason we lost to Carolina is because the players and coaches weren't there. Um, I mean, that, that's a fair assessment. I mean, I feel like the coaches would have made a, you know, would have made a, a huge difference. But when did I say that there wasn't a big difference? I mean, the last episode I said, I, I, I even went in on a, you know what I'm saying, a huge dialogue about the next time the Saints play Carolina is going to be different. I said that. So once again, that's one of those comments that only listen to half of what I say. But thank you, Tyler. Next. Uh, good morning, TJ. What's going on? Uh, Hoodie Jube. Uh, who that Pammy Whammy? Giving out a shout out to Pammy. Uh, let's see. He don't trust him is obvious. I mean, it, it, trust is something that you develop. Look, I don't care. Like, it, when you first start dating somebody, somebody can say all the right things, do all the right things, but it, it take a while for you to actually fully trust that person, even though you might start developing feelings for a person. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure that Sean Payton, you know, values uh, Jameis Winston's talent, you know, but, I mean, he ain't about to just get off the turnip truck and be like, man, look, I, I trust you. I mean, in every situation, that's, that, that, Trust is developed. Trust has to be built, not bought. Exactly. It takes time. It takes time to do that, man. You got to make sure that the guy is making the right decisions or you putting them in the right positions to succeed. That, that's all I'm saying. Uh, thank you to be kind. I agree, TJ. Now, Sean may feel comfortable as he's a number one, number two wide receiver show back up. Uh, he may allow Alabama kid to unleash a little more down the field. 
Um, I don't know what we talking about here. I, are we talking about Ian Booker? Are we talking about Mac Jones? Or... Right after the game, you said that we can't have no excuses, similar to what uh, Coach Payton was trying to say, but that's not the case. We can't pretend like uh, them playing. Man, it is an excuse. Nobody cares. Like, that's what the players are saying. Nobody, like, nobody give a damn that those guys weren't there. Like, who cares? Like, I'm not sitting up here and making an excuse. Well, the excuse is, like, that's a huge, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it played a huge role, but you can't even sit up there and make that as an excuse. You know, stop making, like, like okay, the coaches weren't there. All right, let's go ahead and, you know, because the coaches weren't there, let's go ahead and just erase that game. That game didn't matter. Guess what? That still was a loss in the eyes of the Saints. So you you can't make that, you can't take that as an excuse. Did it play a role? Yes. But what the excuse going to do? What what the, what the hell does it is, is excuse going to make? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it don't make sense. Like, you can talk about that, but, you know, that's the reason why people be talking about Saints fans being whiners. Oh, man, y'all always, like, man, knock it off, man. Nobody cares that those guys were were, were off, you know what I'm saying, or, or not around. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? They still lost. Did it, would it have played a role? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But who knows if they would have ended up winning that game? I mean, we don't have a magical crystal ball. We ain't we ain't cool with Miss Cleo and Nostradamus. So you don't know how that game would have turned out. You don't know how that game would have turned out. That's that's just speculation right there. If if was a fifth, we all would be drunk. We all would be on that hen. We all would be on that patron. We'll all be on it. You know what I'm saying? But you don't know what would have happened in that game. You we don't know. You know what would have made would it have made a difference? Yeah. But it would have made a difference to a point they would have won. Who knows? That's speculation. I'm going to go to Aaron. Aaron, what's going on, man? Yo, what's good, TJ, dude? How you doing? I'm in pain. I ain't going to lie to you. I got an ER visit. I got an ER visit tomorrow. I got oh, a man. huge ass. I got a, You can't see it on the camera, but I got a huge ass cyst that, that's been growing on the left side of my jaw here. I'm oh, going to get a look at tomorrow. It's, it's getting kind of hard to sleep with this thing. I have to sit oh, on my man. right side. Just to keep from just to keep pressure from from getting to it. It's not a fun time. Man, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Ho- hopefully when you go to ER, man, they, they fix the issue and you'll be back to normal in no time, man. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I'm not I'm not looking forward to that medical bill at all. But that's a that's <laughs> a different that's a future problem for future me. Yeah. But uh what I wanted to talk about was not really just what you had to say that's contradicting it. I kind of wanted to get my thoughts on the on the Giants game coming up because okay. this has the makings of a trap game for the New Orleans Saints. Last year, we were on a road to go to Philadelphia. The O-line was banged up. The receivers were, were a little below average. Saints were coming in healthy on defense They're from the defensive line to the secondary. And Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders picked them apart with the RPO. And they couldn't they couldn't recover from that until they tried to do a late rally in the fourth quarter. This has a similar type of vibe. They may not have Sterling Shepard, they may not have Darius Satan, but they still have a, they still have a competent offensive line, and they have a quarterback in Daniel Jones that can pick up yardage with his arms as much of his as much as his legs. They still have a dynamic player and Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is going to be going to be a true test for rookie linebacker Pete Warner. Don't care how much upside you have. You're going up against one of those guys, you're going to be in for a long day. You don't stay on your P's and Q's. They still have Kadarius Tony. They still have a playmaker who many Saints fans should know in Kyle Rudolph. 
He's given us headaches for the last two to three seasons, if memory serves me right. And they still have a young defense that can fly around to the football. From the defensive line to Leonard Williams to the secondary, composed of James Bradbury, one of the best cornerbacks last year, and a young safety and Xavier McKinney. And with the offense being subpar as it is, the Saints need to make sure that they play to their strengths and make sure they keep the ball away from Daniel Jones as much as possible. Otherwise, they may be in for a shot. Now, I don't believe they're going to lose because it's dumb coming. Demario Davis just had his fifth child yesterday. I up to 56. Mm. But they need to make sure they don't fall into this trap like they did last year. Otherwise, it's going to really hurt you where you're fighting for playoff seeding late in, like, late in the season. Well, I don't think the Saints are going to uh, lose this game. I mean, in, in any other situation, it'll probably be different. You know, I can understand about it being a trap game. But I just think that everything that's going on in the Gulf Coast region and how much this team understands that what this team actually means to the people, to the city, uh, to the to the group, you know what I'm saying, uh, of individuals that rely on this team, you know what I'm saying, as a level of, uh, of, of normal, I don't think they're going to lose this game. Like any other situation, I feel like that. But it's going to have to take a Herculean effort for them boys to beat the Saints this week. Like if it was like any other time, I would agree with you. But I, I just think this is just the wrong place, the wrong time for these guys. They're going to find a way to win. Uh, now, if we want to talk about maybe the game being close, them fighting, you know, but they, they not, I cannot see the Saints, like, surrendering this game uh, to the New York Giants. The New York Giants, they're a tough football team. They're tough out. They, they don't just lay down for people. and they, they play tough, and they're always there in the end. But the New Orleans Saints, it's just something different, you know what I'm saying, about this squad in certain situations I've seen earlier in the season where I know defensively they'll give up a big plays and they'll continuously give up those type of plays or they'll continue to start, like, you know what I'm saying, sluggish. This team is different. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it is. but And you combine the fact that all this stuff that's going on and how emotional that Superdome is going to be, man, wrong plays, wrong time for the Giants. They got a lot of talent, but I just don't think that that's going to be able to play a role. And not in this game. I, I just don't. Like, I, I don't see a, a, a situation where I feel like they're going to win. It's it going to have to take, like, a uh, huge disaster. I'm talking about like a calamity of epic proportions for the Giants to win this football game. I mean, I, I get all the talent they have, but it, it I don't think it's going to happen, man. I, I just don't. Like, I, I just don't. It just sometimes I just, I mean, maybe it's like I feel like divine intervention or something. I, I don't know, but it is just one of those games where I'm not really too concerned about. Hey, yo, I definitely have the Saints winning. Don't misunderstand me. I had the Saints winning 30, like 30-16. 30-16, I had the winning. They are they opened up as eight-point favorites for a reason. And right. it's everything set up. Everything set up for the Saints to come out and dominate this game. Right. But we we I still have the mentality of any given Sunday. Right. And I know I know the Saints lose games they should win, and they win games they should lose. So right. I'm not I, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like that's not gonna be creeping in the back of my head until the until the the clock hits zero right i mean yeah that makes sense but i mean that's a fair assessment but i i just don't feel that way man like i just I feel like you. it's gonna be too too emotional in that dome but Aaron, man i hope everything work out for you man i hope you feel better and i hope the the visit you know to the doctor get you all uh, uh fixed up man I, I appreciate the call yeah i'll let you know I, i'll let you know how it goes uh yeah man let me know I, man yeah i i'll do join twitter shout out to everybody in the chat you guys are great Anybody that wants to disagree with uh, with TJ, 
please come on. Please come on to the show. Please I was, do. Yeah, please come on to the please show. Do. And while you're here, this right here, go ahead. Participate <laughs> in DraftKings to support TLT, man. I'm yeah, out. man. I, I, I'll holler you later, man. All right. You take it easy, man. Yeah, man. I mean, feel free. Like, feel free to uh, chime in. You know what I'm saying? A link, link in the comments. Uh, feel free to do so. Uh, going to Jerry. Jerry, what's going on, man? How you doing? You on mute, Jerry? Hold on. Yeah, okay, I, I'm, I'm here, TJ. I'm here. Okay, I'm how here. you how you doing, Jerry? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's Friday. It's October. Yes, sir. Yes. Don't come I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm excited about it too, man. It's it's been a long time since it, it, you feel like the Saints have been uh, in the Superdome, man. So I know it's going to be a very emotional game. And I know there's going to be a lot of uh, screaming uh, who that is going to be in that Superdome, man, trying to make it tough for those Giants. So uh, what, what, what you got to say, man? What are your thoughts? Um, how you feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. Uh, as, as you can see, I'm wearing this uh, this New Orleans Saints breast cancer awareness cap. Yeah, man. In support of uh, those uh, 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 those supporters out there, we know, with breast cancer awareness. Yeah, so, you know, uh, you know, have, people have families, you know, that's, you know, that survive breast cancer, mm-hmm. die from breast cancer and all that. So my heart goes right. out to y'all. I salute you all. Yeah, man. Yeah, no and, doubt about and, it, man. And, and as you can see, I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thank, thank you for that, man. I appreciate I that. <laughs> yeah, thank I, you, man. I, I, you actually, I, you actually won that shirt in the contest, man. You're actually ver- the first contest I ever had. Here on the State of Saints podcast, man, you won. So, yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thank you for, for supporting it. You know, I, I have to do that, TJ, because you, you're the one that set it up. <laughs> yeah, man, thank you, man. But what, what do you think about the game? Uh, what are your thoughts about the Saints as a team, man? You got anything on your mind? Yeah, man. Um, you know, you, you begin some key players back, yep. you know, uh, you know uh, to, to help with that offensive line. Right. And, um, hey. All, all I'm looking at is uh, what they're gonna do Sunday because, like I like like I say every time, TJ, when the Saints play a different team every week, we can't Man. take we can't taste none of these teams lightly because you never know what they're gonna have up their sleeve. Like right, you know, you, you, y'all 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 saw what happened when we went up to Carolina. We didn't know what to expect. No, we didn't. So. So you never know what these Giants are gonna do. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna bring our A game, but they're gonna bring theirs. But at the yeah. end of the day, we already know we're gonna come out on top. Yeah. But you get, but you get, but like my dad always say, you can't take this team lightly for what. No matter what they're gonna do, they might even trick us, right? And beat us at home. But you never. But yeah. you just have to wait and see on Sunday. Yeah. I just think they're gonna be motivated. You know. I mean, in any other situation, I'd be concerned. But not in this situation. I guess, you know what I'm saying, it just gives me that type of confidence. And I'm not even just, you know, looking back back in 2006 when they played the Falcons. I just feel like this team understands, you know, what this actually means to the city. I, I just don't see them really just going out there losing this football game. I mean, you can call me naive, you can call me crazy, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, but I just don't feel that way. In my, in, I, I just feel like there are certain things that are just bigger than everything else. You know what I'm saying? And I just think that this team going to be motivated to play. So I, I, I can't see them losing, Jerry. I, I just can't. Like, I wish I, I could be nervous like some fans do, but I just <laughs> – not, not in this – not not this game. You know what I'm saying? If they lose, 
like if they lose, I would be like incredibly shocked. Like I, I, I would probably be, I'm a, I'm gonna be real. I've been doing this show for four seasons. It'll probably be the most shocked loss ever that I've ever like ever called or ever gave my opinion on. This would be, um, it would be a huge shock, like times a thousand in my opinion. Yeah, yeah but, but, but 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 I but I I just, I just don't see it, TJ. No, nah, I, mean, I don't. I mean, and I and, I, and I'm not saying you're naive and none of that stuff. You ain't even tripping neither. We 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 know what this team is capable of. Yeah, we've been beating folks like, uh, uh, like, like we've been putting like forty points, thirty points, fifty points, sixty points on somebody. You remember what mm-hmm. happened in twenty eleven when the mm-hmm. coach didn't have no quarterback? Yeah, them, them Saints put up sixty three points. They put, that's that's the Michael Jordan uh, uh points. Yeah, man. They put on the coach. I, I remember that when Curtis Painter was the quarterback. Yeah, that was off. It was. <laughs> <laughs> That was a, oh, was a horrible good, game, good. man. That was a horrible game for the coach. <laughs> Look, yeah. on a Sunday, on a Sunday night game, bro. Yeah, You're right. Breaking records. That was a that was a beat down. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, but I, I but, think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a, a good game. Like I said, I don't think the Giants are gonna roll over, but I do think that the Saints uh, are going to win a football game, man. But uh, Jerry, you got anything else, man? You got anything else for you go? Uh, nothing much, man. I just want to say special shout out to everybody in the chat. Who that to everybody? It's Friday. It's don't mm-hmm. coming weekend. I mean, it's October. Right. I mean, what more? What more can you expect? But I want to also send a very big shout out to Miss Gail Benson because most of y'all saw the interview she did talking right. about keeping the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Yeah, man, that's, of, that's and, good. And use some of that money, you know, to help help out the community and everything. Right. So, Big yeah. big shout out to Miss Miss Gail Benson. And if some right. people don't like it, and and, and <laughs> like like you <laughs> say in his channel, uh, and she and he he does it well, but I do it too. Miss right. Gail Benson say, "You better get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, look, I don't think anybody have a problem with the Saints staying in New Orleans for the foreseeable nah, future, and even uh, once uh, Miss Gail Benson is no longer there, so. Yeah, that's huge, man. But Jared, thank you so much, man. Thank you for, uh, you know, giving a shout out to uh, those uh, people uh, with uh, breast cancer. Uh, breast Cancer Awareness Money is the month of October. Uh, you can go to Susan G. Coleman's website, get information about that. There's also different things within your own community. Uh, rather, it's walk or you can donate to individuals within the community that's dealing with breast cancer in order for them to, uh, you know, get help and get some of the services that they need. So, I mean, there's a plethora of things that you can actually choose from. And once again, Jerry, thank you for bringing that up, my friend. And uh, you take care, man. You're welcome. Also, special shout out to, uh, to Aaron as well, man. I hope you feel better, brother. Yeah, man. Shouts out to Aaron, man. Uh, hope everything work out for him. Jerry, right, thank you so later. much, man. And uh, right, you, we'll you take it easy, man. This weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who that? <laughs> All right. Who that? Yeah, no doubt about it. Let me go ahead and read some of these. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to the people that donated here on the State of Saints podcast before we uh, go to Gabe here. I want to thank uh, CB for donating the uh, $9.99. Y'all know CB from the Who That Nation chat line, along with Carly and crew. Uh, also, Kim, uh, thank you for the $5. Says, the Mike Dettia interview was top-notch interview like his and John Deshays have really increased my football IQ. Keep up the good work. Who that? Yeah, look, man, I, I love uh, both of those guys, man. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, the best conversations come behind the scenes between uh, Mike the T and myself, man. Like, uh, 
Mike is like my favorite, like one of my favorite people to talk to, not just interview, but talk to in general. Like, they, the guy's like a walking, talking sports encyclopedia. And, and he's such a, like what you see on camera is like who he actually is, man. Like, and so he's such a genuine person, man. And I just love like him being on the show and uh, just his knowledge, man. And, um, you know, just some of the things that he talk about and some of the information that he gives me. You know, I mean, I'm, you know, it's incredible, man. So, shouts out to uh, Mike DT. We're going to go to uh, Gabe. Gabe, how you doing, man? How you doing, TJ? Man, I'm doing just fine, man. What you got for me? Doing good. How you and your family doing and stuff? Man, everybody fine, man. Family good over here, enjoying this fall weather um, out here in South Carolina. And, you know, my son, uh, Paxton, we put some uh, some some pumpkins in the front yard and stuff like that, man. So, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm happy <laughs> That's what's up. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. But yeah, man, I see, man, you a lot of like what I would thought, man. I was just listening to all these people trying to get a Giants hope. Man, stop, man. (laughs) Man, just stop. The Saints, I'm going to be honest with you, man. When the Saints fully healthy and Michael Thomas come back, I I, I don't think the Saints going to get beat. I don't think we, I I think we going to the Super Bowl, man. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying that. I believe that. I mean, look, I think yeah. the offense is going to be much better, Gabe. I, I want – look, I can't throw the Super Bowl out there. I got to give people opportunities and chances. Uh, but I do think that he's going to play a huge role, you know, in, in the same success once he once he's able to get back and acclimated uh, to football. I mean, it's been a while, man, since Michael Thomas played some football fully. So, it's going to take him some time in order for him to kind of get adjusted, you know. But when he do, man, I mean, it's going to be – he's going to be a great weapon to have. Yes, sir. But I'm just thinking of the fact – we have Trey Corn. I like Trey Corn Smith coming back, right? Yeah, I mean he didn't practice uh, this week. I haven't heard any of him being at practice, so uh, he probably most likely will come back uh, at, at that Washington game, or maybe after the bye against Seattle. So, so I'm, yeah, I'm excited about our wide receiver core. There's yeah. picture Trey Corn, Steels, um, yeah. Harris, Thomas, mm-hmm. Callaway. There's gonna be a lot of people to account for. Right. I think we, I got, we got a good chance to make it this year. You know, yeah. I'm putting all my marbles in one job. I think we're gonna do it. Right. But um, yeah, the far the Giants go though, I don't uh I, I can't see that neither. No, I, I can't I see that neither. I can't I see can. that at all. And yeah. um back to and back to your um I heard you talking about Winston earlier, man. Like um I don't know why people get upset because it's it's quite obvious. You can see that Sean Payton don't trust Winston. If you're watching the games, you can see that. So <laughs> I don't know. He's like, you know, he's just let James Winston throw it just, you know, to get a first down, a, a quick pass or something. He he ain't trying to use him like Tampa Bay use him, but but no. he ain't that he ain't that church ready yet, as you can see. Yeah, you know. So. I mean, trust is earned. I mean, you got to it got to be based on your play, you know. And if he puts a hard, a long a, a, a long sample size or a huge sample size rather together, you know, I think that's when the trust starts to develop, man. But you want to make sure, look. If you're a coach and, you know what I'm saying, you're going to surround your team or build your team around the people that you know for a fact that you can trust. Elvin Kamara, over the course of time, has shown that you can trust him, like by him running between the tackles, catching out of the backfield. So why in the world at this particular time wouldn't you want to build a team around your best offensive weapon that is Alvin Kamara? I mean, Jameis has talent. Jameis has skills and abilities. And you have a bunch of, you know, supporters of Jameis Winston who, you know, feel like he can't do or say or do no, you know, do no wrong at all. And every time something happens is somebody else fault but Jameis. But 
it is what it is. The, the look, the whole fact of the matter is there's there's a trust level that coach needs to have between he and the quarterback, and it is not there right now. Uh, Gabe, you got anything yeah. else, man? No, sir. I just want to say, like, you you pretty you pretty accurate with the stuff. You know, I always agree with you because most of the time you're right, man. So, um, yeah, we're just gonna keep getting these W's and hope you know we could push, take it to the distance, go yeah. all the way. But yeah, um, man. hopefully, man, hopefully, I, I mean, look, there's <clears throat> they're still winning, and you know what I'm saying. There's a lot of unanswered questions. So, I mean, the sky is just the limit. So that just shows you, like, once everything starts to get corrected, we'll probably see a better, even a, a even better football team. But uh, Gabe, thank you so much, man. Thank you for chiming in. Really appreciate it, man. Feel feel free to call back anytime. I right, appreciate you, man. All right, take it easy. Yeah, man. Uh, look, trust is earned. Okay, trust is earned. You, you're not just gonna you're not just gonna get off the bus and somebody just and, and coach is just gonna trust you. That it just does not work like that. Uh, who that? Uh, let me see. We that who that nation? Thank you very much for the two dollars. Cornelius said Jameis is too worried about what the media will think of him if he throws a pick. He needs to block that out, and he'll be fine. I, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree that he worried about what the media is saying because if he worried about what the media was saying, I don't think he would have, like, some of these takes on himself. Uh, I think it's more so what, what Sean is telling him, you know, more so than what the media is telling him because if that was the case, then he probably would, you know what I'm saying, he probably wouldn't have had that type of uh, year that he had in Tampa. You know what I'm saying? He still was out there slinging a ball around doing his thing. I just think that it has a lot to do with the coaching and instruction uh, that they're giving him, man. I don't think it has anything to do with the media. Uh, look, I, I'm just being honest, man. If the, some of the scrutiny that this dude experienced at the hands of the media, if you don't have like certain level of confidence in yourself, man, you'll be so deep on the bench there. It'd be hard to find you. Somebody have to find you with a flashlight and binoculars. The fact that this dude is actually going out there and battling and, and is a starter after year upon year of him being a poster boy for bad quarterback play in the eyes of the media, you know what I'm saying, the mainstream media. Every time this dude like has like some type of shortcoming or imperfection, they they amplify it. Like if you didn't have a level of confidence, you wouldn't you wouldn't even be on the field, man. You'll be in Nathan Peterman territory with on a bench somewhere where nobody can find you. So I don't think that's the case. I don't think he worried about what the media is telling him. I think it's more so what Sean is instructing him to do. Uh, We're going to go to Hoodie Jube. Uh, Hoodie Jube, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for letting me come on here. Yeah, no problem, man. So, basically, I just got a few questions for you, you know. Like uh-huh. I said, um, I, I usually agree with you on everything, too. You know, we usually yeah. think alike. But um, one question would be, do you um, believe and do you um, feel like you can trust Jameis, you know? Uh, do I believe I can trust? Yeah, I think you can trust Jameis. I just think that Jameis has some – and I said this on the last uh, show, Hoodie Jew. I just think that Jameis Winston comes from a place – where everybody that that was around him, you know, they needed him, you know what I'm saying, to to elevate their career, elevate the school, elevate the franchise. And because of that, like, he never really was instructed otherwise. Like, I just think that at Florida State, Florida State, you know what I'm saying, they went to the national championship, he won a Heisman Trophy. Jimbo Fisher was the recipient of all that success. When Jameis was out there winning national championships and, and, and leading the, the nose to victory, it was making Jimbo Fisher look good. So good, he got another opportunity at another job. Uh, when it comes to, like, you know, I mean, uh, Tampa, him being the first overall pick, they were snake-bitten franchise. So this guy was supposed to be the savior of your franchise, 
And I just think that when you have coaches that were on a hot seat, coaches that felt like, oh, you know what I'm saying, my job is on the line, I don't think that you're going to really fully instruct him the way that a guy like Sean Payton would. Sean Payton has skins on the wall. Champ, uh, Sean Payton, he has uh, stability when it comes to the job. The Saints are a respected franchise. So with that, it, it comes like a level of responsibility. You're not going to be throwing the ball all over the place and being erratic. So I just think that accountability, the you know what I'm saying, the fact of accountability with the Saints from those other organizations and, and, and universities are different. So I, I, that's, the, that's the difference. You know, I do think that he can do that. But I just think for the first time, really, strongly, I feel like this is the first time Jameis is really getting full instruction on some of the things that he needs to correct because everybody else just rode his coattails to whatever destination they, they needed. Definitely. And then um, I basically another um, thing, I, I was talking about it the other night on my podcast, and um, I had Mr. Teal, the legend from the NOLA Bros, me and him was talking about it, mm-hmm. and, he, and you know he kind of agrees with me, and I was asking him, and I was like, do you think the Saints should go back to – because we already we already know Jameis Winston's got an arm. He can hit downfield, you know, accurate when you need him too deep. And I asked and I asked him. I said, "Do you think it would be the best way to train Jameis like we did with Drew? You know, go short five six yards, give it out, um, get get the ball out your hand really quick. You know, don't hold it more than two or three seconds, and get it out, keep getting the first down. Who cares if we take these little long drives if we need to? Why not do that?" Why not give the ball more to the running backs, you know, get that running game, be the running team first, pass in second, go short like Drew was, and then when people start playing up again, that's when you hit them with a play ass and then go deep. Because I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of plays are just trying to go too far and people are trying to get open and we're getting too much people getting to the line because they hurt. So I felt like if we just got the old Drew type of plays where you go, you know, two yards, three yards, passes, and get it out your hand, I feel like it would help our offense so much better. Yeah. I mean, I just think that um, I, I think they need to put more emphasis on on the running game. I really do. I think the running game needs to be uh, the catalyst uh, for the offense. And uh, I just think, like you said, uh, that sets up the play action. And also, like some of those short yardage situations, like you said, similar to that, Drew, it lobs the defense to sleep. But here's the difference, right? Like like you just mentioned, like with Drew, you know, he he threw the ball kind of short, you know, because he had limitations. You can't do that with James. You you can't, you know what I'm saying, just say, I'm going to just sit on, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to just sit at the sticks because he can throw the ball over your head. So I, I do think that you need to add uh, a little bit of that in there. And also, man, I just think that they need to get the tight ends uh, more involved. Uh, you know, I was talking with, um, with RP3 on RP3 and company on 103.7 this morning, and he talked about that, how the Saints need to utilize the tight ends a little bit more and maybe, like, add them to the, to the passing game because – um, Jameis Winston really thrived uh, in Tampa, you know, throwing the ball to tight end. So I think if you combine that, I think they'll be just fine. But, yeah, I, I, I think that's something they can explore, Hoodie Juke. Gotcha. And then the last thing I just want to ask you, basically, do you think Sean Payton and the Saints are running a lot, you know, running the ball a lot more and letting Jameis only have about 20 attempts? you think it's because they protected him, you know, from trying to get picks? Or do you think that they just basically kind of waiting on Michael Thomas to come back before, you know, they bring that big high passing offense back. Well, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that Jameis doesn't have a full grasp on what the offensive playbook is. I mean, look, if you look at, uh, you know, the stats back in the day when Drew first got here, if we're talking about him, I mean, he wasn't throwing the ball three, 400 yards per game. I mean, it was 170, 150 yards, just like Jameis. I think the offensive playbook of the New Orleans Saints is a complex playbook. 
and it takes some time for you to, you know, you know, try to, you know, figure it out. So I just think that while he's figuring it out, they're not trying to bombard him with a bunch of stuff, you know, where it just feels like his head is on, you know what I'm saying? He's getting dizzy. I just think that they're trying to help him out. And I think eventually once he gets a full grasp of the playbook, uh, you know, for weeks, you know, after a few weeks, I think that's when you're going to see the offense of innovation. And I think that's when you're going to start seeing those two and 300 yard games uh, that we know that Jim, uh, Jameis is capable of doing. Definitely. And then the last question for you of the day would be basically for the defensive side. Um, Cause for the Patriots game, we finally got to see Pete Warner. This man played, I think over 30 snaps. And yeah, I just wanted to know yeah. what is your thoughts on him? Because like me, I tell everybody, um, like me and Aaron from um, B&J Breakdown, we always thought he kind of reminded us of a Luke Keekley type of guy, really smart on the field. So Peyton thinks he's really smart. That's why he picked him. Um, he's a sideline to sideline player, and he can, like, hit you, you know, hard. So that's why I felt like he was Luke Keekley. And I watched him against the Patriots, and I was like, dude, I said, I think we got us something special, and I think we got us some steal. Yeah, I think P1, I mean, comparing him to Luke Keekley, I think it's a little bit too early. I mean, I mean, we, we never know. Uh, but I do think that he has, like, some – some great uh abilities you know the fact that you know he can't cover tight ends and running backs he can't play sideline to sideline and he does have that on off switch i mean you you listen to him talk i mean he's like one of the calmest guys that you're ever gonna uh see or hear uh but when he gets on that field he plays with his hair on fire and that's what you actually need and um you know he played 34 snaps last week i mean a guy that's playing in his first game i mean it just shows you the the level of trust that the defensive uh, coaching staff has as well as the, you know, head coach has for him. So I think the sky's the limit for him. Uh, Luke Kickley was a special player, and I think we have him in a large sample size. That's probably the only reason why I'm not going to say he's not Luke Kickley right now, but based on what I'm actually seeing, if, if it, you know, and if this last game is any indication of what he can be, he can be an extremely special player. Yeah. It ain't like I'm just like saying, you know, he is Luke Keekley. I'm just saying, like, like if you had to make an NFL comparison, you know, because you look at right. his height, his weight, you know, his play style, and everything, right. and, and and then you put in his smart, you know, with him being really smart um, on defense. That's right. why I kind of compare him. It's just his NFL comparison. So, like I said, if he lives up to it, then that's what I can see. Right. And I feel like if if Kawan, if Kawan can stay healthy, and he right. actually can, when he comes back from the bye week, whenever he comes back, if he comes back and be healthy for the rest of the season. I feel like him and Pete Warner would be a good duo um, for whenever DeMario retired because I know DeMario ain't getting any younger. But right, well, I feel like that would be a good deal. Yeah, I think that would be a good combination, man. But, I mean, DeMario Davis, you <laughs> may not be getting any younger, but I tell you, you can't tell. Uh, but, Hoodie Juke, thank you so much, man. Thank you uh, for your comments. Uh, good luck to you with your podcast on your channel. Um, you know, Make sure you all subscribe to uh, Hoodie Juke channel, YouTube.com, search Hoodie Juke. Uh, Good uh, Saints talk over there. Good analysis. So appreciate it, man, and good good luck to you. Thank you, man. All right, take it easy. Yeah, man, that's Hoodie Jew, man. Shouts out to him. Let me uh, uh, read some of these donations that that came up uh, as we were uh, talking. Uh, I want to give a shout out uh, to Gigatist. Thank you very much for the $10. Says uh, Giants probably have no idea what they're really walking into. Don't come in at Caesar Superdome opening. Uh, Shoe we. Uh, let me see. Go rep. Uh, if you can sell out the dome, uh, wear uh, the black and gold jersey and spread the word. Yeah, I mean, and and shouts out to the New Orleans Saints organization because um, from what I'm hearing, man, the tickets are like really 
really reasonably priced. You know what I'm saying? They're not overpriced. People been talking about how cheap the tickets are. So understanding people's uh, financial conditions after Ida and still trying to allow them to be able to enjoy the football game at a reasonable price. So shouts out to the, uh, the Saints organization, uh, wanting to pack that dome and also understanding people's uh, conditions, man. So shouts out to them. Uh, we're going to go to uh, God of Creation 21. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Good. What's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. All right, man. How you doing, TJ? I'm doing just fine, man. So uh, what you got for us? Uh, I just want to talk about um, um, why, you know, it seems like Sean Payton really don't trust Jameis Winston. Okay. And uh, just like uh, you uh, and the other dude uh, were talking about how um, he got to earn it, you know what I'm saying? He got to earn that respect. He got to earn that trust. He got to, you know, earn it. And I'm like, well, (laughs) for him right now, it's kind of hard to earn it. Uh, You know, not trying to, not trying to like make excuses, but like Sean ain't really giving him no like, you know, gun type of offense. You know what I'm saying? We see him right under center. We, you know, we don't see him in a shotgun, you know, type of, you know, offense. And I feel like he could at least give him, you know, some type of like, play to where it's not like oh my god he's right on the center so you know uh he's immediately either gonna run it or have a have a, a slant or a crossing route coming you know what i'm saying give him give him some type of substance he can work with you know right. what i'm saying because you can't i feel like sean payton can't like be too critical on him and have this like this like this this fear and not want to call you know any type of you know, play for him, you know, right. you got to have trial in there because I'm like, well, even if he throws a pick every coming game, I believe that goes in line with um, your, you say he's going to have what, 16, you say like 16 or 15, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Something in, yeah, in that category. Right. I, I would be fine with that. If he throws a pick every game, okay, well, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't, you, you wouldn't want it, but like, it's not. It's not like you know. I feel like it wouldn't be too detrimental, but I mean, why do why do you think Sean don't fully trust him yet and give him the opportunity? Uh, because I mean, it just is simple. He he does. He hasn't earned it. <laughs> I mean, look, no 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 quarterback. I don't care. Look, I don't care if you're Mahomes. I don't care if you're Aaron Rodgers. I don't care if you're. Peyton Manning, like that stuff is developed, man, and it takes time. And and you know, the question that you know what I'm saying I have for you is, and I, I gotta I gotta ask you this, you know, the question is why? Why do you think Sean Payton doesn't do that? Why why don't you think why don't you think he does like you know what I'm saying open up you know what I'm saying the, the playbook and call shotgun plays and five and step and step drops? So I, I want to ask you that. Now, why why do you think that is? Well, to be honest, the reason why I why I think it is is because he's too used to having his ace Drew Brees, where he can call a play, and Drew already he on Drew already on the same headspace with him. Like they was like they was like yin and yang, you know what I'm saying? There was he's I, I feel like he 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 kind of you know he he's not used to having somebody he like oh man I gotta not. 
I build up with, you know right. what I'm saying? I got to build up with him, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Built this new record. Because, you know, Sean Payton's an amazing coach, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Probably, arguably, better than Bill Belichick, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And so but, it's like, oh, go ahead. No, no, I, no, go ahead. Finish your statement, man. Go ahead. I don't, I don't want to cut you off. I'm sorry. Go oh, no, so, uh, what I was saying is like, you know, he's a, you know, he's a great coach, but that's still, you know, like you said, trust is earned. So you, you know, it's just like a human nature thing to where he's like, you know what I'm saying? He don't, he don't, he don't know if Jameis is capable of it yet, which personally I feel like he is. I mean, even in that horrible Bruce Arians offense, yeah, he threw 30 picks, but do also threw 5,000 yards. You don't do that by mistake. Right. All right. I mean, look, I agree. Look, I agree with you. You throw for five thousand yards, it's not a mistake. No, but um, can I? I want. Can I give you like what my my reason why I feel like he doesn't do it? Uh, the reason why is because what you just alluded to. You said Sean Payton is a good coach. The recipe for a good coach, what makes a coach a good coach, is for him to identify his players' strengths and utilize those strengths to their advantage. Now, we think about, like, some of the playmakers that the Saints had in the past, right? Let's look at mm-hmm. Robert Meacham, right? Robert Meacham was more of the streak route, wide receiver screen, put this guy on the outside for blocking on a halfback toss and stress plays. That was his strength. You look at Lance Moore. Lance Moore, what was his strength? Playing in the slot, third down situations, he was the guy that moved the sticks. Mm-hmm. Marcus Colston, what was his strength? Being a big body, being 6'4", 220, and being a possession receiver. The reason why Sean Payton, in my opinion, doesn't do that for for uh, Jameis Winston is because that's not Jameis Winston's strength at this particular time. Sean Payton did the same thing with Teddy Bridgewater. He brought Teddy Bridgewater after that game when the Saints beat the Cowboys, set him at a table and said, OK, what plays are you comfortable with? And he and he illustrated an offensive, uh, you know, saying scheme around the plays that he felt that he was comfortable with. Now, here's the difference also. After that, Sean Payton went and watched Teddy Bridgewater's games in the past and seen the things that he was strong at and seen the things that he was lack to add to the things that Teddy Bridgewater uh, had in his playbook. He's doing the same thing with Jameis. It's a very complex offensive playbook that Sean Payton has. Emmanuel Sanders talked about how they have different type of, uh, you know, different sub packages. Normally teams have six and seven. Saints have 14 and 15. And then yeah. you have to add the fact that receivers aren't getting open, man. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, so why would you have a guy, you know what I'm saying, going back five and seven step drops if the receivers aren't getting open and leaving him susceptible to getting sacked? You know what I'm saying? A lot of the sacks that he's getting are coverage sacks. So right. I think that, you know what I'm saying, you're not, you know what I'm saying, I don't want you to think that what you're saying is wrong. It's, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you have to look at the circumstances too. No Michael Thomas, no Traquan Smith, no number one, no number two receiver. And you have a bunch of undrafted free agents that are unproven that can't get separation. And you also got to combine that with the tight ends, not giving you production at that position. So you have to be able to protect your quarterback because your team is limited at this time. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to like, if if Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill and uh, Hartman is out, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to like, have Patrick Mahomes doing five and seven step drives, you're gonna get him killed. You know what I'm saying? Because who's who gonna catch the ball? You know what I'm saying? Like, so you have to be able to protect your investment. Your investment is this quarterback. So let's right. wait to see after week six and week seven. Let's see if they're gonna be able to open up the playbook 
when you have a weapon like Michael Thomas back, when you have a guy that can move the chains like Traquan Smith, because, you know, and, and also let's look at a larger sample size of Jameis Winston, you know what I'm saying, consistently making the right decisions, you know what I'm saying, with the football. And, you know what I'm saying, also combining that with a good running game. Let's see what we're at around week six or week seven when everybody comes back. But, you know what I'm saying, but regardless, no matter what quarterback, is out there when he comes to a team and a new head coach, he has to prove that he can actually play. No matter if you won Heisman's, no matter if you won Belinda Cobbs, uh, Mackey Awards, you have to prove to the coaching staff that you are that guy that we're investing in. But I mean, that's a, that's a good point, man. But I want to say thank you for, for your comments, man, and, and call back anytime, my friend. Uh, thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You got something else to say? I'm sorry. I mean, cut I, yeah, I was just gonna, um, you were talking about the, the receivers, yeah. I'll, uh-huh. I, I thought about that too. I'm like, yeah, we don't have Michael Thomas, but you know, I also thought like, you know, Drew Brees made a living off of throwing to grocery uh, Kroger employees and Albertson Walmart employees for receivers his mm-hmm. whole life, and man, it, it, that's either a testament to either Sean Payton or how special Drew was because. Drew literally would have these record. I don't know how he set records with just like unknown people. Yeah, yeah. Look, <clears throat> I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was thinking about this uh, probably yesterday when people were like going at me about the whole James. You know, what I'm saying about Jameis. There's yeah. a difference between good, great, and elite. Okay, Bro. good quarterbacks. You take a game plan. They go out there and they just do what the coaches say they do. They throw more touchdowns than interceptions. Great is, you know what I'm saying, you might, you know what I'm saying, have a large sample size of success. But, you know what I'm saying, in crucial situations, you know, you probably, you know, folding under pressure. Though, you know what I'm saying, you're still good. You're still in MVP conversation. But, you know what I'm saying, like people still have that leverage on you. What makes you elite is when you take, like you just said, you know what I'm saying, like cotton candy makers and, and, and you know what I'm saying, and popcorn sellers, and you turn them into, you know what I'm saying, valuable assets. You know what I'm saying, like people like, you know, Tom Brady, you know what I'm saying, when he had, you know what I'm saying, limited receivers. Uh, You know what I'm saying, Drew Brees, when he had limit, limited receivers. Those are what makes, you know what I'm saying, guys, you know what I'm saying, elite in my book. Taking, you know what I'm saying, what you have and getting more out of them. You can even say that to the offensive line at this particular point. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, how many oh, sacks? Yeah. How many sacks did Drew Brees like allow? You know what I'm saying? Didn't allow because he threw the ball at the ground, or you mm. know what I'm saying? Like he decided to throw the ball out of bounds. You know what I'm saying? Like right. how many times? Like so, it's different things like that, and that's the reason why. You know what I'm saying? We celebrate Drew Brees the way that we do. That's the reason why he is the greatest New Orleans Saint of all time because of different things that he can do. He can turn nothing into something and he can make things, you know what I'm saying? He can make things look better than what they actually are. So yes, you know what I'm saying? Drew Brees was at that level. Jameis Winston, not at that level. Jameis Winston, in my opinion, as of right now, is a good quarterback. He a good, solid quarterback. Not great, not elite, good. But Mm. I mean, he can't reach that point because he has the skill set to do so. But it's going to take some some changes, man. You you got right. to, to change some things around, man. You can't be throwing yeah. thing, throwing picks left and right, man. You know what I'm saying? You can't be doing that, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All right. Yeah, thank you, uh, thank you, T. 
No problem, man. No problem. Call back anytime. Great call, man. Take it easy. Yeah, call you too, man. All right. Yeah, man. I mean, good good points right there, man. You know, good good points. Uh, let me see. Uh, I'm gonna go to uh, CT Crusher, but uh, Saints one says, uh, "Sorry, TJ, you're not right all the time, and this time you're wrong on us. Uh, not opening the playbook every week. Different. Uh, let me see. Different game plan. Can't open up the playbook already early in the season. Trust Winston and Peyton." Let me read that again. Sorry, TJ, you're not right all the time. I agree with that. In this case, you're wrong on us not opening up the playbook every week. Different game plans can't open up the playbook already early in the season. You understand what you're just saying right now? You're saying they shouldn't open up the playbook, but they should open up the playbook. I want to make sure you understand what you're telling me right now. Okay. All right, you say you're wrong on us not opening up the playbook every week. All right, I don't think I said that. He asked me, why do I feel they ain't open up the playbook every week? Different game plan. Can't open up the playbook already early in the season. So what you're saying is they should open up the playbook, but they shouldn't open up the playbook, but they should wait to open up the playbook later on in the week, and we should trust Jameis Winston and Sean Payton. Good stuff right there. Good stuff. CT Crusher, uh, <laughs> what's going on, man? What's happening, T? What's All up, right. bro? Man, hey, man, how you doing, man? I, I want to oh. know, man. How can you open up the playbook, not open up the playbook, but wait to open up the playbook to later on in a week? I, I mean, I mean, later on in the season. Like, how do you do that? So, let me see. That, that's see. E- that's equivalent. That's equivalent playbook. to saying playbook. put the chicken right. Like, no, no playbook. Playbook. No playbook. Like, cook the chicken. <laughs> Don't cook the chicken. Cook the chicken. No, I'm hungry now. Cook. I want to eat it now. Cook the chicken. The indecisiveness, dude. I don't understand. Look, I, I want to believe. I want to believe Saints one. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to him. I want to believe that maybe he didn't reword that the way he wanted to. So right. I'm gonna give you right. opportunity to correct right. that because that to didn't make it. sense at all, man. Right. At all. What you got, man? man. And maybe and maybe he's just one of you know he he's a fan he hasn't experienced hardship with this team like certain like amount of a certain amount of us have already right. you know and they a lot of a lot of fans they haven't been humbled yet you know they haven't really seen what it's like when we when we're not successful you right. know they it, it's just a it's just a weird dynamic going on with us as a fan base because it's almost like two of us. And is and I hate to I hate to sound like Jim Cornette talking about wrestling, but it's like you have this new generation of marks oh, that man. just want to be positive all the time and mm. don't really want to be realist about the situation. But then you have the old school wrestlers that stay in kayfabe that don't let people see them outside of their character. Like right. it's like we 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 the type of fan that's a realist. We love our team, but we are realist. You know, like right. we are mature people in this world to see the faults and the flaws and at a, the full spectrum of the mistake, man. Yeah. You know, I know. And I and I understand because I, I hear on different podcasts what people say and I hear what you say. And, you know, the other day, you know, I think um, Mr. Mike was talking about how things take time. Like you not you won't you won't jank it's like they it's like people are talking about open up the playbook, but they don't even realize that our wide receivers can't open up separation. I mean, Marcus Callaway is I think he's averaging like two point eight yards of separation. 
That's our number one receiver. No, it's not. So not only not only are they not showcasing the athleticism to get open to to you know to on their defense, they haven't been on the field long enough to have the resourcefulness to get open. They yeah. haven't been on the field long, long enough to have the experience to get open. So it's two different dilemmas with that. And see, we got to see that. See see CT Crusher, here's the here's the reality of this People are comparing what the Saints did with Drew Brees, and they're expecting it to have the same level of results. They expect 300-yard games. They expect receivers to get open despite the situation. They expect for them to have a one 100-yard receiver followed by a cast of characters. That's what they expect. So when they don't see it, they're like, man, what's going on? But once again, there's, you know, I know people don't like this, this example, but there's a different way to skin the cat. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to throw – 300 400 yards like to me when people start talking about three and four hundred yards that's that's just to build up your confidence and make you feel good to talk about right. talk to other fans about what your quarterback is doing right i don't care yeah exactly like man look man look at him man like so i can just walk in a barbershop if you talk about Aaron Rodgers, but what about james like man bump that i want right. to win i don't Why care about any of that stuff it's about winning that's what we got to do yeah. We, I think Jameis Winston has three more touchdowns than Drew Brees in his first season at this point. I think we on a pace to right. try to get this offense together. We need to get Michael Thomas back. Mm. We need to have better offensive mm. line play. Without an O-line, we are nothing. A lot of people say, right. oh, we need to run the ball. We need to run the ball. Who's going to block? Jameis? Is is right. one of the running backs going to split in half and, and be a blocker and a runner? If our mm-hmm. offensive line is not performing because of injuries, because of Cesaro, he's getting knocked back. Andrews P getting knocked back. If if you know, I'm not gonna talk about Calvin, and I'm not and I'm not gonna talk about uh Hurst because mm-hmm. I think that I think they've been I think that I'm they've been commendable. They've been dependable backups. But yeah. if our interior with Pete and Ruiz, we have to play better. That. Yeah. We practically have no interior a gap protection right now. People yeah. not understanding what's going on the whole situation, and I'm not. It's it's almost like man, I don't know. I can't really explain it, bro. It's like I was talking to one of my friends the other day about how people, like how they hate to be in a situation where they don't know the, the conclusion of it. They don't know like what's gonna happen next, almost. Right. And for 15 years us as a fan base has been experiencing success on a level that we didn't really even have to think hard about. Right. There was jobber teams that came to the dome. There was second inferior trash teams that we put to the side. We did that. We didn't have right. to think about that. Of course, we stinked it up a couple times, but for the most part, we, we've been experiencing success, regular season success like no other team in the league. Right. You know, now we're in a whole different situation to where a lot of people, you know, based off that success we've experienced, they want to know the conclusion of Jameis Winston. Right. And and like I was like me and my, my friend was talking about how sometimes as human beings, we will jump to conclusions. We'll make up conclusions because a lot of the times we don't want to be in that gray area. We no. don't want to have to second guess. So we, we will we will come up with the conclusion ourselves, you know. If, if a job not calling you back or they're not hiring me, I'm going to move on right. and try to get another one. Uh, you right. know, my, my, you know, my friend not messaging me back. She don't want to talk. 
we yeah. come up with these conclusions because it makes it safer for us to think about the situation. But right. sometimes that gray area is all we have. And right. we need to relax, man. We need to let Jameis do what he got to do. We need to see what's going to happen with our offense. It's only been three games. Yeah. And I can only and I and I can only I can only think about why people are doing that is because of the success that we've had and mm -hmm. and because of what we you know we've not had to deal with. I mean, this whole situation is almost an experiment. This is a project. Right. You know, and 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 things are so linear in life. Things are things are things are uh, consist of time. Like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, this is not the only critical moments of life of football that we are going to see, yeah. you know, and let's just be honest about that. There is a chance that Jameis is not going to work out. That's fine. That's fine. Look how many quarterbacks we didn't see come through here, man, for real. <laughs> and guess what? We are still here. Yep. You know, and a lot of fans just have to understand and, and, and you know, make a decision of if they want to if they want to cheer or they want to or they want to jeer or if they want to, you know, provoke or if they, they want to have hope type type situation. And they yep. need to realize that we got to go through this. You know, we got we got a lot. We got Quan out, Quan, Quan is sideline to sideline. Like I told you the night, Pete Werner came in. Awesome. Kate Nellis came in. Awesome. But they had to do one the, a job of one person, you yep. know. Um, we got a we got a rookie cornerback that's just uh, exceeding expectations at the at this moment, yeah. Because of Chris Richard, you know, I think Chris Richard is is monumental in in what's going on with our secondary because we playing I you agree. know well, you know. But yep. we have so many components of our team that is new. It's just completely new, man. And we really got to see it for what it is and take one play at a time. Now, think about shotgun, five, seven, set driving, Joe, name it, New York Jets running up crazy, doing, you know, greatest show on turf, Drew Brees, all the numbers, Super Bowl. We got to let that go. Yep. You know, we ain't never going to, you ain't never going to find nobody that you're going to marry if you always comparing them to your mom or you comparing them to your ex, because that's what people are doing right now. They mm -hmm. are so quick to say, I want Jameis Winston to be like Drew Brees. I want such and such to play like such and such. I want Adam Troutman to be Jeremy Shockey. I, I want him to be, uh, you know, any, ben any, yeah, being ben they, right. They want this. And I, and we just got to relax, man. You know, yeah. I, I really do think we got, we have to relax because a lot of people call in and they and they 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 don't even understand what they're saying because they so torn. They tormenting themselves. They so torn about what we're going to do, the success of our team. If we're going to have success, if we're not going to have success, that's fine. Yep. We got to stay in the now right now and let Sean let coach Sean do what he does for the last for the better part of two decades. Let him do what he does. Right. Greatness is not the numbers. Greatness is not the pageantry, the showmanship. Greatness is not all of the, the, the national media. Greatness is when you take something and you mold it into another thing and it excels. Greatness is when right. you have. A, a situation to where you have enough resourcefulness to change, to adapt, to progress in life and make that situation just as better as the one you had before. Right. Greatness is not all of these things that a lot of people want. And we just got to be real about that. You right. know, the national media actually is doing us a favor right now. 
they're not talking about us. Are they all? We afterthoughts. They talking about Mac Jones and they talking about you know the the what 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 you know Sam Darnold did to us or whatever. They actually giving us a reprieve from the frontal um, opinion. They giving yep. us a reprieve from being a topic. That's yep. fine. Yep. That's fine. And we let's let's just let's just be a fan. I just want I just want to be a fan, man. I want yeah. people to really just be a fan. Stop being armchair coaches. Stop being armchair offensive coordinators. They don't <laughs> know what they're talking about. Period. I, I'm sorry. I, I I love I love my I love the family. I love who that. I love the brethren. I love the camaraderie. But a lot of people do not know what they're talking about. They very 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 quick to jump to something that they have no idea what they really are saying. They want the playbook. They don't. They want James to throw it. They don't. Bruh, if you financed a car and you went default on that car over and over and over again, when you go back to that credit union and go try to sign another loan, guess what they're going to want? They're going to want some longevity of you paying bills, showing the experience of you atoning for your mistake, period. So why are we giving, why would we be like Jameis can do this because he did that and he did this and he did that when he hasn't really shown? We don't have a full showcasing of what Jameis can do from him, from the offensive playbook, from Koshan giving it to him, from other the existential situations of, of receivers, for everything else going on, the offensive line flaws, we have to relax and be fans and be happy and be sad and be jovial, be jubilant, be, you know, sad, be exalted, but just be a fan, not a coach. Right. And, and, and just, and, and that's just, you know, it's this, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's like today's theme is the divisiveness and I'm not with that. We black and go. Man. Yeah. I mean, you hit, you hit a lot of uh, good points, man. You know, I just think people just need to relax and stop comparing uh, Jameis to Drew and you know what I'm saying and looking at the team and talking about what we once was and right. man there's a lot of there's a lot of people man honestly people have their reservations you know about uh, Jameis some people look at what he did in Tampa they look at what the media said about him they, he automatically just came in all hope was lost you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. of everything that was said about him you mm-hmm. got people that don't feel like he can be a good quarterback you got some people out there that don't like him because he black you know, I'm being, I'm, being, I'm, just being, I'm just being real. You know what I'm saying? He, he, get the short, he, he get the short end of the stick, you know what I'm saying? Automatically, you know what I'm saying? Because of the color of that man's skin. Thank uh, you. I'm just, gonna, I'm just being 100. You know what I'm saying? Let's like, you can talk about, man, you know, man, he, he ain't doing this right. He ain't doing, man, come on, man. Like, there, there's, there's those people out there that feel like black quarterbacks don't have the mental capacity to be able to. You know what I'm saying? Illustrate or, you know what I'm saying, to be able to regurgitate information enough to be formidable. Thank you. Period. You know what I'm saying? Thank so, I mean, that, that, has, that has a huge role. That plays a huge role. You know what I'm and saying? People, you can't be comparing him to what he did in, in doing in the Saints uniform because he had eight touchdowns total and two interceptions. So, what are you comparing right. him to? And you already exactly. said at the beginning that he had more touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Then Drew Brees did at this particular stage right. as a first year quarterback. So what, what problem? 
too. What can he do? It's a, it's amazing, and I and I'm here for it. Like, I'm I'm here for my team. Win, lose, or draw. I'm here for the bad mistakes. I'm here for the bad decisions. I'm here for the screen plays that don't need to be called. I'm here for the momentum breakers when Taysom come out on the field. I'm here for the lows, the highs, everything. Because I'm still gonna be a fan. I'm not gonna sit up here and seethe over something that I know gonna be controlled at the end of the day, man. I'm not going to do that because I love my team. I love I love my team. I don't care, bro. We didn't have some bad times in being a fan. We didn't have some hard times. This yep. is not hard. This yep. is not hard. If it's hard to you, then you have you obviously haven't experienced what the New Orleans Saints has been through through their whole existence at no, all. No doubt about don't it. Know, you know. Yeah. But CT, man, great great stuff, man. I appreciate your comments and Man, thank you. Uh, thank you for giving us that information, man. Call back anytime, brother. Hey, look, one more thing. One more thing. Mm -hmm. Even with all of the woes, even with all of the flaws, I still got my Saints 24-13. Dome coming. Gonna be rocking. Love y'all. Who that? Yes, sir. Who that? Yeah, Shouts out to CT, man. Take it easy. Yeah, man. I mean, he has some nails on the head, man. A lot of people aren't aren't uh comparing, you know what I'm saying, comparing this dude, you know what I'm saying, to Drew Brees, which isn't fair to him. Because Drew Brees was an incredible quarterback. Uh, he gave the Saints legitimacy. and um, But like I said, at the same time, man, look, <laughs> you ain't about to tell me nothing about uh, about the state of Louisiana, okay? I, I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina right now, but I was born and raised in the city of New Orleans, okay? So I know how people think. I know how some people feel about this situation. The fact that people are ready to write this dude off after this dude has had Eight touchdowns total, two interceptions. Has a uh, quarterback rating of 109, right? You know what I'm saying? Completing almost 70% of his passes. Now, you can talk about, oh, man, he only throwing the ball 20 times. But still, like, what, what is he doing, in your opinion, that can just say, oh, he ain't it? He, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not his, touch, it's not his touchdown to interception ratio, right? So what else can it be besides the fact that you don't know football, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't feel like a guy can rewrite a narrative about himself. So you're listening to what they're saying about him. And you're like, oh, man. Or maybe it's just the fact that you feel embarrassed that you feel like you're the starting quarterback of the Saints in the eyes of the media is a joke. And then finally, once again, it's about individuals out there that don't want to accept the fact that, you know, this dude is a black man out there playing a quarterback position. So. Yeah, you ain't about to, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't sugarcoat it on here. You got a lot of people that got that mind frame and they need to uh, relinquish that. Uh, We're going to go to uh, Jason in Tampa. Uh, Jason, uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, good. I'm doing pretty good, sir. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing just fine, man. So, what, what you got for us? Yeah, man. So um, so I'm listening to what you're saying about, um, you know, Sean Payton uh, not really trusting Jameis and, um I disagree to a certain extent. Um, mm -hmm. I think there are certain, I, I definitely think there are levels to trust. Um, and I think, um, you know, if you've been in a system for 10, 15 years, you know, you have the coach's trust to change plays at the line of scrimmage, right? I mean, you have the full throated uh, trust of the coach, but you know, when you've only been there for a year, um, kind of sort of watching and learning, you may not have the full trust of the coach. Um, also, um, I, I, I don't like the rep that Jameis gets. And one thing that you were alluding to was, um, you know, the guy can't win for losing because, you know, if you really think about it, you know, he's actually being compared to two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, two first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks 
in the team that he left and the team that he went to. Right. And that's a really unfair, um, real, a really unfair comparison to him because, you know, he didn't pick Tom Brady. You know, um, he didn't pick Drew Brees. You know what I mean? Like these guys are just amazing quarterbacks that have had really good careers and have played really well. He's trying to come in or in the Tampa scenario, he left Tampa um, or at least they they uh, got rid of him for Tom. And then Tom Brady, you know, did what Tom Brady did, you know, which is everybody says he's the GOAT. So the GOAT should, you know, take a team to the Super Bowl with all that talent. Then he comes to New Orleans and he's actually replacing Drew, you know, which is unfair because, you know, he's not Drew Brees. And I think everybody needs to take a step back and accept the fact that, okay, he's not Drew Brees. He's not going to be Drew Brees. He's going to be his own individual and he's going to play the way that he's going to play. And you know, trust that Sean Payton is is a future Hall of Famer and is going to put him in the right position to make the right plays, um, even if Jameis may not feel comfortable making those plays. And that's OK. He's still learning the system. He's still learning the team. He's still getting getting reps with these players. Um, and then, you know, maybe that's just not a part of the game plan. You know, right. um, game plan for Green Bay was one thing. You know, game plan for um, the Patriots is a different thing because of of how their defenses are going to attack the offense. And I think, you know, Sean is, you know, he looks to be doing a really good job of making those game plans and making those adjustments. And, you know, it's putting the offense in a position to where they're, you know, they're they're looking pretty well. Yeah. Look, I mean, I don't want look, I, I want people to understand when I say about trust and Jason, you know, I think that there's two levels, right? I think there's a there's a level of trust because, like I said, uh, he just got there as a starting quarterback, and that's what you know trust is developed over a course of time. Right. I don't want people to think, oh, he don't trust him because he has a reputation of throwing interceptions. I don't look. I don't think that's the case because right. if first off, if Sean Payton felt like uh, Jameis was just a hopeless case, he wouldn't have signed him. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. He would. He wouldn't even. You know what I'm saying? Agreed to want him to be a part of the team. I mean, he plays a huge role, even though they have a GM. He plays a huge role at who comes in because him and Mickey have conversations. Uh, Mickey Loomis, the GM, and be like, well, we want to bring him in. What do you think about it? You know, well, I think he'll fit good in our system. So I don't want people to think, oh, he don't trust. Him. No, I just think that it, it's just it just takes time. You know what I'm saying? It just takes time with that trust because he wants to know that he can go out there and you know and and play the game that uh sean payton wants him to play and when that happens then you'll probably see you know what I'm saying more trust you know but look I, I just think i do think that a lot of people are hard on this guy you know most of it because like i gotta say man i, I never seen a, a one player get so much scrutiny by the media my goodness like even like okay so he threw two touchdowns last week against the Patriots. he right. threw one where alvin kamara ran an angle route and i mean Alvin Kamara was wide open. He just walked into the end zone. And, of course, he had that second pass where he kind of, you know, threw it up and Callaway, the wide receiver, made a good play. Which one you think they're going to (laughs) show? Exactly. They're going to show, oh, he under the rest. He falling down. And the receiver bailed him out. You know, so it's like if you're watching that, like, same old Jameis. You know what I'm saying? But you're not looking at the fact of how, you know what I'm saying, he read, you know what I'm saying, the first touchdown, he made his read and threw it to the open receiver. So if you're not watching that game, 
right and, and basically you're watching nfl red zone where they just basically just kind of just show when you're in the red zone or right you know what i'm saying or you're watching another game and then they have a game break so if you're actually watching it you're like oh same old james they won but the same old james so i just feel like i've never seen this before in my entire life like how did this guy become the poster boy for for sorry quarterback play i mean i just don't understand <laughs> it like all these bad quarterbacks man we see on a weekly basis that parade out here none of them get this type of attention like this i've never seen anything like it man i just i just have not you know and and you mentioned um um one thing that i've noticed over the last couple of years is i'm surprised at how many people don't actually watch the games you know like mm. you just said you know right. there are people who just get their information off of espn or or right. you know the 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 morning shows and whatnot right. and they just give you a quick second highlight you know, mm-hmm. and I asked the people, I'm like, well, did you watch the game? Right. Well, no, I just, okay, okay. Well, then you don't, you don't have the full context of what happened. You right. know, um, a lot of it is like, I, I sit here and I, I compare this to somebody buying, either buying a brand new car or, or doing maintenance on the vehicle, right? right? When you put new parts in the vehicle, you're not just going to throw new brakes on and then go 150 miles an hour down the road. You know, you're going right. to take your time until you feel comfortable. Okay. Right. I know these things are good, you know, right. before I, you know, before I slam on the brakes and these things don't work, you know what I right. mean? And, and I think, I think that's what's happening. Um, you know, for, you know, good, uh, you know, Saints defense is really playing hard. They're really, mm-hmm. they are locked in and looking really good, which is going to um, afford the offense a little bit more time to gel together and get things together. And, right. you know, like you said, man, um, you know, at the end of that, that Jaguars game, this New Orleans Saints defense is for real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but I, I just only think about like what it could, you know what I'm saying, could be like, like the offense could be struggling and the defense can be like how it was back in the day, you know what I'm saying, when they couldn't stop nobody, you know? So right. it, it's a good, you know what I'm saying? It's a good thing that the defense is stepping up for the offense to be able to figure things out. But, just the whole thing about Jameis Winston, I just think that it's totally not fair. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I, man, it's just such, it's so crazy about football that a guy, if he goes to one particular team, it can be a bad fit. Like, it can just be bad coaching, bad organization. And this guy can be the recipient of all of those things. And let's just say he end up signing with somebody else. All of a sudden, the fan base of that team, oh, he sucked. Oh, we're hopeless. Like you don't know what the situation is. You, you know, you you need to give these guys opportunities to rewrite narratives. I've never seen anything like that. Football is the only sport that I know of where a guy will get the reputation for being average, below average, or not good, and it just stays with them for the rest of their, their career. Like in basketball, you see guys that that start off at the bottom, work their way to the top. Baseball the same way. Hockey the same way. Soccer the same way. Football, if you go up in there a couple of years and you don't play up to up to everybody expectations or elite, you're never gonna be that way. So man, I just I just don't think that's fair to Jameis. I, I just think that we need to give him time. And I haven't seen enough for me to be talking about we need to go with Taysom or we need to see what Ian Book, the guy we drafted out of Notre Dame. Look, I just say get this guy opportunity, man. And you know, you know, I think, I think, um, I think Jameis um, and Sean Payton and New Orleans Saints are, you know, in my opinion, I think they're gonna, you know, have the last laugh because, mm-hmm. you know, when you find a when you find a gym that everybody else was trashed and everybody else is thrown away, right. and you know, once you can, if you're a person that can that knows potential and understands right. talent, which right. Sean Payton has proven himself year after year after year to right. understand talent, you know, 
when you got that, you know what I'm saying, when you have that talent and you can, you know, bring them out and then show everybody else, yeah, look, this is what y'all missed. This is what y'all missed out on because y'all don't have talent. You don't have, you can't see talent. You don't have an eye. And I think, you know, um, Sean Payton will go down as one of the greatest uh, coaches in NFL history. Once yeah, he resurrects James's career and, you know, and they go to multiple Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. I think, look, I think that uh, Jameis went to the right spot. I think he understands he went to the right spot. That's why he was willing to take that, you know, that significant pay cut last season to prove it. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that he's in the right spot. I just think it's going to take some time before, you know what I'm saying? Like things start to open up. Michael Thomas still ain't back. Traquan Smith ain't playing. When they start to get those weapons back and you probably, you know, the following year, they add some more depth to the team. You know what I'm saying? Maybe another wide receiver. I think that's when you're going to see them really living up to that potential. But, uh, Jason, thank you so much, man, for your comments. Appreciate I appreciate that, man. You call back anytime, brother. Absolutely. All right, take care. Yeah, man, I mean, look, good good points right there. You know, I, I just think that people, you know, have a right to change the narrative. Read a few more of your comments, then we're going to get up out of here. Tyrone says, TJ, um, I like the way our uh, division stands now. Uh, has shown that it could be a battle all the way to the end for separation. Yeah, I agree, man. And they definitely got to start winning, especially the way that the NFC uh, West is looking. All those teams look good out there. Uh, the way Sean Tree Winston, I can see why he doesn't like rookie quarterbacks and Winston is a vet. Yeah, I, I just think that Sean is not really a fan of uh, young rookie quarterbacks. You know, I just think that, you know, he likes those veterans where the game kind of slowed down for him because – if you have a rookie quarterback, that's like more battle that you have to deal with, right? More battles. Let me see. Uh, Jameis has proven more than Donald, but Sam is glorified, and I'm a Jets fan. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, now we can go. We can we can talk about this if y'all want to talk about it, right? All right. I know some people don't want to have these type of conversations, but I, I got my I got my reservations. Um, I, I just find it weird that you know how people address how certain quarterbacks uh when they go to organizations they start saying oh the quarterback you know what I'm saying he has all the talent in the world but the organization makes him look bad like Sam Donald but then you have people like Cam Newton you have people like Jameis Winston you have people like you know Lamar Jackson you know what I'm saying like, like all these different uh, quarterbacks and stuff like that you know where you know, they just got to get off the bus, being able to run and pass and be able to fight through every particular situation. And if they don't, then they're not what you all they they, they panned out to be like. I, I find it very weird and ironic. Like, how is it that somebody and he's doing an outstanding job right now, but somebody like R RG three, Robert Griffin, the third can be back in 2012 offensive rookie of the year, have some issues like lead the Redskins at the time to the playoffs get hurt decide hey you know what i'm saying i don't want to just be running out of the pocket and all that kind of stuff that would got me hurt i would like to work on my pocket awareness and all of a sudden oh you know what i'm saying his dad too involved with the team oh he taking rides with the owner you know all these different things now keep in mind mike shanahan was there stinking the team up not making the team look like nothing and basically being bottom feeders in that division but it was all his fault I mean, we can, we can, you can fill in the blanks here. I mean, look, I like the guy with Matthew Stafford. I find it very ironic that Matthew Stafford goes into the Ford family office and says, I can't take this anymore. I want to go to a team where, I, you know, that 
I, I feel like I can win with. You know what I'm saying? I only got a few more years left, and I would like to go for a championship. But then you turn around and have people like Calvin Johnson who wanted to leave because he felt the Lions was a train wreck, and they didn't want to let him go. People like Barry Sanders, who was a couple thousand yards away from breaking Walter Payton's record before Emmitt Smith did, and they didn't want to let him go. I just find that very weird. A.J. Green out there in Cincinnati, but you let Carson Palmer go. You fill in the blanks. <laughs> you you fill, you fill in the blanks. So we'll move on from there. The media dislike the Saints and Winston is the cherry on top of the narrative, and they're just uh, waiting uh, for the downfall with the Saints and Winston. Yeah, that, that, that's what they're hoping for, man. So they basically just setting it up. So that's the reason why when the Saints lose or Jameis Winston has his shortcomings, they they amplify it, right? So trust me, you know what I'm saying? Like he, they only really show or pay attention to Jameis when the Saints lose or they he, he throws a couple of interceptions because got to keep that narrative alive. Uh, hey, how Winston gets hate from the media under Peyton. He shows him you can game manage, not just risk, risk it and brisket. <laughs> Uh yeah, you know Saints so one look. Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, you know sometimes you got to redesign and rebuild. You know what I'm saying? And and sometimes you know you got to blow the whole thing up in order for you to rebuild again. So nothing, you know. I just feel like Jameis is going to be just fine. I, I just think that they're making him aware of some of his decisions and making him a better quarterback in the process. I also wonder if Winston had chosen another team with people mindset be the same or if it's just because he chose the Saints. uh no i just think that regardless to where he went the narrative is that he's the poster boy for suck at the at the quarterback position i'm not saying this about Jameis. i'm just saying this was what people portray him as you know what I'm saying walking talking mediocrity bad quarterback play i think that that will follow him regardless to what team that he goes to i don't think it has anything to do with the saints because in reality I don't think that the media really likes the Saints in the first place. I think that they want the Saints to go back to the bottom of the barrel. Well, you know, that's why every time the Saints, even though they're winning, they always want to bring up back in the days. And the Saints used to wear bags on their heads. And and the fan base was, you know what I'm saying, wasn't proud of the team. But that's why they always talk about that, because they feel like nostalgia sells. So when you start talking about the Cowboys and, you know what I'm saying, and, and you see, uh, you know, Tom Landry on the sideline with smoke, you know, blowing out his mouth in the shadow and all that kind of stuff. People like to put that kind of narrative out there. So that's that's their reasoning for parading the Cowboys on TV with uh, Vince Lombardi and the Green Bay Packers. That's their that's their reason for parading the cow. I mean, the Green Bay Packers on television. But when it comes to the Saints, the Saints don't fit that norm. The Saints aren't a part of the actual, you know, what I'm saying structure of you know, what I'm saying great legendary teams. You know that they try to push. You know that, that that's just not it. You know they they just don't fit into that mode. So I don't think it has anything to do with Jameis Winston. I just don't think that they like talking about the Saints. Period, because they don't feel like the Saints are worth their time. Uh, I don't care what you uh, what you say about Cam, but uh, he would have uh, the Patriots at either three and zero or two and one. But he's sitting on his couch. Well, actually, he's cooking right now. He has a YouTube show called Cooking with Cam. Looked like he was cooking up something good, man. I'm going to have to check it out when it come out. So, shouts out to Cam Newton. But definitely he deserves to be on somebody's team. Uh, we know what that's about, TJ. Yeah, we know what it's about. It's all hot takes, hot takes, hot takes. Uh, Jason Brown speaking the truth. Gigatist William Dickerson, uh, they'll sell their soul for the clicks. 
Yeah, it's sad out here in these streets. Uh, I'm good, sir. How are you? Tammy says, speak. I'm just being serious, man. Like, you can't tell me that somebody like Cam Newton don't deserve to be on somebody's team, okay? You you can't tell me that. But, you know, that, but, but that just, that's just the way that it is, man. Like, I, you know, they, they really just sit up here and just blame these guys and make it seem like they just don't pan out, right? I mean, you talk about Carson Palmer. Oh, it's the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? The Bengals are a bad franchise. They terrible. Like, the you know, the Brown family are cheapskates. The Ford family are cheapskates. You know what I'm saying? You ain't really hear people like, and I like Matthew Stafford, but you ain't really hear people talking about uh, Matthew Stafford as a bad quarterback. You ain't really tell them talking about that. You know what I'm saying? You mostly just heard about the, the Ford family being cheap and they didn't, you know what I'm saying? They don't know how to take care of their, their, their stars. And even with uh, Sam Donald, you know what I'm saying? Sam Donald was horrible. You know what I'm saying? For the Jets. He was horrible. You know, but people don't talk about, you know what I'm saying? Him being horrible. They talk about Adam Gates going to the press conference, looked like he was high on that sky aisle. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what they talk about, but they don't talk about how Jameis was the first big overall uh, but he had about three head coaches, several offensive coordinator changes, a head coach that that were just uh, completely aggressive. And, you know, the reason why they don't talk about it, they feel like their excuse is comparing him, like Jason said, to arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, which is unfair. So the greatest quarterback of all time can win here, but he couldn't. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why Tom Brady is considered one of, one of the best, if not the best of all time, because he can do nothing – you know what I'm saying? He can create nothing with something. So imagine what he can do with something. Uh, once I told a prior boss that I feel like I have to be uh, twice as good as the white teammates uh, to prove that I'm just as good as they are, uh, she didn't understand. Well, look, there are, you know what I'm saying, there are like there's systematic racism out here. You know what I'm saying? There, there are some prejudices out here. You know, and I, like I said, I don't want people to you know, I don't want somebody that's white or somebody of another, you know, saying nationality or color, just be sitting there and be like, well, you know, that's not the reason I like James. You know what I'm saying? I don't like James Winston. Like, and, and just like, I, look, obviously I'm not talking about you. You know what I'm saying? But I just think that it's, it's extremely naive that you don't feel like there's this level of prejudice that goes on with the black quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that you're being naive. You know, people are and, and like spare me with the crap about old oh man, you know, virtual signaling and you know what I'm saying, everything gotta be about race. Look, it is. I, I hate to say it, just because you don't want to hear that. Just because somebody tells you runs into your house and they be like, Man, I just walked past your, your house and your back room is on fire. I don't want it to be on fire. Why my house had to be on fire, man? No, it ain't on fire. You know what? It's not on fire. It's not happening to me. It ain't not me, not my house. Maybe my next door neighbor, but not my house. Don't mean that your house ain't about to go up into flames. Just because you don't want to talk about these situations and you choose to say out of sight, out of mind, or I don't want to hear about this. Guess what? It's still happening around you. If I end this show and stay in this room right now, don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. Guess what? The world is still moving around me. Just in spite the fact that I'm still staying in this room, I feel like anybody that don't want to address these type of situations or act as if they don't exist or just feel like this because I'm not like this, this means that everybody else isn't like this. I think that you're being completely naive. There's a narrative going on. And if you look at what's going on in these situations, 
you will understand that period you know what i'm saying and i don't think it has anything to do with anybody being you know just focusing on race because look i like football you know what i'm saying and i'm just like you i don't want race to be you know what I'm saying involved in football i don't want prejudice to be involved in football i feel the same way as you but guess what you know what i'm saying sometimes you don't have no choice in the matter regardless if you want to hear it or not you know but there's there are people out there you know that that feel that way you know that if people like nostalgia if people like traditions you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm <laughs> hey, you see where I'm going with this, right? If people like nostalgia and if people like traditions, it don't just stop with football play. If you get what I'm saying. If people are keen on tradition, keen on history, keen on, you know what I'm saying, all these different things, it don't just stop with football, okay? It just don't stop with my love for the, the, the Cowboys since 1972. You get what I'm saying? It don't just stop with that. There are certain things that we're fans of some of us are fans of and we wish those things were still the same way and regardless to how things may change in our minds they stay the same so ct crusher uh says 100 thank you very much for the two dollars my friend look it, it wasn't supposed to be them type of shows but look if you if you come in on the state of saints podcast you you come to hear me i, I ain't shooting code nothing you know what I'm saying? Like if I lose subscribers because somebody don't want to pay attention or understand that there is a systemic racism out here, that are people out here that judge people based on the color of their skin, they automatically just read a person way before a person has a conversation, then by all means, you know what I'm saying? You know, I salute you, you know, but look, we 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 speak that real stuff over here. We talk about these real issues. You know what I'm saying? You want lolly, you know, lollipops and gumdrops, find another podcast. Cam Jordan should go to uh, the, the Redskins. Yes, I said it. Uh, Ron Rivera, his old coach, and him will be a good match. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think he should. I think he should. I'm, I'm surprised they ain't called him up yet. And I like uh, Taylor Heineke. I like him a lot, but uh, I don't think that he's a, you know, a game-in, game-out quarterback. Folks walking around with their heads in the sand. Uh, I'm native, uh, and I see how black quarterbacks get treated. Cam, we might hate, but the dude good. So yes, I believe race is a part of the game we watch nowadays, which is messed up. Everyone bleeds the same one. Yeah, look, it, it is. You know, it, it, it's sad that you have these people with this mind frame. You know, and it, it's sad that some people don't see that. Like it, it, it's sad. You know, it's easy for you know. I, I, I'm gonna say this. Okay, it's easy, you know, like Martin Luther King says, he says, easy to tell a man to pull himself up by his own bootstraps. But (laughs) how can you tell a man to pull himself up by his own bootstraps if the man don't have no boots? How can you say that to a bootless man? How can you tell like if you're already behind the eight ball? You know, I'm saying if you already got all these different things that's going on, how can you tell somebody that what they need to do if they already playing behind the eight ball? Oh, you need to do it this way. You know, that's, that's one of the main reasons I don't really, you know, people do these different uh, forums. Man, let me show you how I made this much money. Let me show you how I started this program. Let me show you how I started this business. Just because it worked for you don't mean it's going to work for everybody else. You might have the stars aligned for you to, in order for you to start this business, but somebody else has to go through a different type of situation in order for their business or their ideas to grow. So, for us to sit up here and just feel like our way is the only way, 
for those out there that just feel like I'm not racist. So that means that nobody else is racist. I'm not judging people based on their color of their skin. So nobody else is doing that. You're completely naive. Yes, I said it. You're completely naive. That is ridiculous. And there are people out there that are judging this, this dude, Jameis Winston, based on the color of his skin. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 there's no way that I have this, this, these, I'm man, bro. I have, and, and I don't want people just to uh, feel like, oh, TJ, you just overreacting. When I come on shows like this and I talk about people, you know, saying all these different things, they don't use uh, profile names, they don't use profile uh, pictures. I got emails full of hatred, you know what I'm saying, coming from individuals. You know what I'm saying? Calling this man the N-word. Uh, calling it, you know what I'm saying? Saying that, you know, black quarterbacks ain't it. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just being 100% real with y'all. And this is the type of stuff that I, I see. So when I come on this show, it's not just me saying, telling you this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is stuff that actually being sent to me. And a lot, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times, like, I, whatever. There are people out there that feel this way. I, I wish I didn't have to say these things, but there are people who feel this way. And it's sad. It's absolutely sad. Now, there are players that, you know what I'm saying, don't pan out because they suck <laughs> and they're not good at their position. But there are players out there, like, you can't tell me. You can't tell me Robert Griffin the third don't need to be in the NFL, rather he, uh, a starter or a backup. You can't tell me Cam Newton don't need to be in, a, in, in you know, the NFL as a starter or a backup. Like, I, I don't believe that. I just don't. I, I just I, I just don't, man. I'm sorry. Even, you know what I'm saying, like, you can have your reservation. Even Colin Kaepernick. Like, starter, maybe we can have a conversation. But as a backup on somebody's team, yes, he should be on somebody's team. Regardless of if you want to add your political affiliations and your political views into it or not, if we're judging based on if a person can play football, if he can play the quarterback position, yes, the dude deserves to be in the league, period. There is, uh, I've been judged my whole life because I'm native, so I feel what you mean. Yeah, being native, being Hispanic, being black, you know what I'm saying, in some cases being white, you know what I'm saying, I'm just being honest. You know, I don't want people to fall like, man, shoot, black people can be racist. Hispanic people can be racist. Like, we all have prejudices, you know what I'm saying, that we that we have towards each other. You know, so I'm not going to just, just put it on one particular group. But, hey, man, like, seriously, there's something that's going on with the with the black quarterback in, in history, and it's basically the same thing. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, we we all have our we all have our prejudices and stereotypes when it comes to one another. You know, we all do. Like we all do. Like we all do. If we, you know, what I'm saying, like sometimes if we see, you know, what I'm saying, a, a white boy in the car, you know, what I'm saying, he blasting some Kendrick, a blasting some Jake Cole. Like we look at, we laughing. If you know, what I'm saying, somebody white, they, they, you know, what I'm saying, they they hear a you know black guy listening to smoothest Tennessee uh, whiskey, sweetest strawberry wine, they probably laughing. You know what I'm saying? Like if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> if a Hispanic guy, you know what I'm saying, listening to hip hop or a black person, you know what I'm saying, listening to uh Selena in the car, 
which I do. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I like dreaming. You know what I'm saying? Dreaming by Selena. Rest in peace. But look, I mean, we all like have these prejudices and, and we laugh at one another. You know, and we have these thoughts in the back of our mind about what should and shouldn't be. Tyrone says, TJ, the way how uh, you stay open-minded, another reason why your podcast is growing and will continue. Tyrone, thank you very much for the $5. You know, like I said, uh, you know, it, it's just about being honest, man. And I wish we, that we could not have these conversations, but they exist. I hate how race is still living throughout the United States and the world. We all bleed the same. Uh, I feel this, uh, TJ, I'm not black, but I'm uh, a tan-skinned native, so I feel what you're saying, that it's true. Yeah, man, you know, look, uh, we talking about Native Americans, I think if anybody got something to gripe. And if uh, Saints 01 can come on here and and have that type of attitude, you know, right, look, <laughs> man, I mean, that's just a testament to it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a, I'm a big history buff and we all know about the natives and, and you know what I'm saying, as well as African-Americans and what they endured in the past. So I think that that's a start. We all understand that we all bleed the same blood. If you if you need a blood transfusion, if you need a blood transfusion and, you know what I'm saying, or your family member needs a blood transfusion, are you going to stop and say, uh, is this blood from from a white man or a black man <laughs> like is it from a hispanic guy or an asian guy you know what i'm saying like you're not going to say these things you're gonna be like put that blood in me i'll tell you right now look um and this is some you know this is something that's very uh you know personal to me i was hospitalized in october 2019 i was in a hospital right i was in there for a week you know i had uh pneumonia and i had like this rare form of anemia man it was got so bad that i i needed blood right you know what i'm saying and as i as they hooked the you know what i'm saying that, that blood up you know that blood pack up and it's going into my veins I, I couldn't help but to think about who is helping me who is saving my life you know what i'm saying like and i didn't think about based on color i, I thought about it because i wanted to thank that person you know like so we we're all the same man we're all the same you know and i think as soon as we realize that the better no need to send people hate mail or be racist. That's messed up. Screw the haters, bro. Suck how people uh, are about race is messed up. Wish the world wasn't so uh, racist. But yes, the black quarterback thing is real. Look, man, like I said, that's the only reason I bring it up. You know, I, I wish I could, you know what I'm saying, show y'all email, but I mean, I, I discard them immediately. Like, I, I don't need that type of energy. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's, it's just sad. Some of the things that I read, folks. You know what I'm saying about this about this man. Like I'm, you know what I'm saying about this man. Like it, it is, who sad, 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 bro, sad, sad, sad. Uh, let me see. I I repeat, change is necessary for progress. Uh, don't be a prisoner of the moment. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I'm a big Chris Stapleton fan. <laughs> Chris Stapleton. <laughs> oh. Uh, what you said about uh, you know Native Americans? Yeah, absolutely, man. Look, I won't give I won't give a history class. You know, maybe you know what I'm saying you know on a on a podcast. You know, what I'm saying we're not really talking about sports. Uh, you know, what I'm saying we'll talk about that type of stuff. We'll kind of get more in depth into it. Uh, TJ, much respect uh, about what you said about Native Americans. Hella respect. We talking facts up in here, hundred percent. They live. Uh, got me juiced up today. Yeah, man. I mean, look, it, it ain't fair. You know, it ain't fair. You know, it, it ain't fair, man. I'm, I'm gonna just be honest with you. <laughs> it, it it just ain't fair. You know, 
it, it, it just it's just not fair you know when you, you look at the history of the natives man, and everything that they actually went through you know i was you know i, I mean I, i'm gonna say this though okay so i was uh reading a history on yosemite park right and um yosemite park it became like a, a national park in 1890 right during this time who was staying around the sierra you know what i'm saying like area area in california with native americans but they actually end up getting pushed out of their land because of the California gold rush, which, uh, you know, if y'all probably, you know what I'm saying, look up the history of the California gold rush. And, you know what I'm saying, it just made me think about, like, how can you push somebody out their own land? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, oh, they got gold here. Like, and just, you know, ran the natives off, man. I mean, stories like that. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they had it hard, man. Uh, TJ, it stems from a false superiority complex and a narcissistic mindset. Uh, races have a narrow uh, view of the world and those around them uh, they can't see someone as human first which is sad man uh which is sad i want to i want to just turn the state of saint podcast into like you know what I'm saying just you know just a bunch of you know what I'm saying you know i understand about the whole you know racism thing but i don't want to you know what I'm saying us tonight you know not understand the context i don't want people like you just joining us three oh man tj man you up here bringing everything to race which eventually you know what i'm saying when when somebody goes back and they look at this 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 podcast that's the first thing they're gonna bring up oh you know what i'm saying you always talking about race i am you know what i'm saying but putting it into context i'm i'm saying this based on what i read in emails and what and the and and the pattern that i'm seeing and i think y'all see it too winston uh can't please them all no matter what the young man uh does that's just a fact no he can't and that's what Saints fans are going to have to understand. You know, that's what they're going to have to understand. You're not going to be able to, he's not going to be able to please everybody from the national media. They have their agenda. Uh, the people, you know what I'm saying, that think, you know what I'm saying, certain ways about him because he was a bad quarterback or he didn't play as well as they wanted him to in Tampa. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying, the race situation. So there are all these different things. So you're never going to be able to please everybody, Right like you making a great dish right you spend all day you get the ingredients you feel like it tastes good a couple of people might say it tastes good other people you might see you know what i'm saying taste a little bit might leave some on a plate i mean you're not going to be able to please everybody right but the best thing for you to do is to be satisfied with what you put on the field you know what i'm saying if you're james winston be satisfied with what you put on your plate you feel me don't worry about what anybody else is saying don't worry about what anybody else is saying and like I said, I'm just glad that he has that type of mind frame. And I know he does because I just don't believe that anybody that gets talked about the way that he does would actually have this type of, uh, you know, they would not have a leg to stand on, you know what I'm saying, if they actually didn't believe in themselves. Uh, these discussions need to happen. Oh, I know they oh, definitely need to happen. But I want to make sure I put it in, into context. You know what I'm saying? When, I, when I'm talking about subjects like this, I want to make sure that people understand that it's coming from a sports standpoint. You know what I'm saying? A sports standpoint, life standpoint. Now, we have I have podcasts where I talk about other things, you know what I'm saying, that don't involve sports. And I'll probably go, you know what I'm saying, I can go into deeper detail. But I want people to understand this. And once again, don't sit behind your screen or your, uh, you know, on your phone or on your computer and just take my word for it. Go and do your own research because sometimes people are like, oh, man, you over-exaggerating. How do you know I'm over-exaggerating? Stop 
putting everything on yourself and saying how I treat people and what I do and how I feel is how the way that it is. That is the most naive mind frame you can possibly have. That is, you are naive. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're naive. Is is equivalent to somebody who went underground during a Cuban Missile Crisis because they said that the world is going to blow up and they stayed underground the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like, your head is in the sand. You don't know what's going on. Find out. Do some research on your own. Understand and respect other people's values and stop just listening to people that feel the same way that you do. How you how you drawing conclusions based on Eric? A whole bunch of good talk, a whole bunch of blame pleasantries. Like, I, don't, I can't remember what caller this was. I don't know if it was uh, CT Crusher or it was somebody else. But they were talking about how people just like to hear certain things that they want to hear. Or they like situations to be comfortable. Yeah, it was CT Crusher. He was talking about the, you know, the, the dark clouds. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we you know what I'm saying? We don't like to be uncomfortable. And that's where a lot of our problems come in. We don't like to be uncomfortable. We don't like to be vulnerable. You know, we don't like vulnerability and we don't like to get the real. You know, we don't like to, we don't like to get the real deal, holy field. We, we want it. We want it wrapped up in a beautiful bow. Like it, it came from J.C. Penney's Adilla's on Christmas or something. You know, like, hey, TJ, me personally, I think this week will be a blowout win. But next week at Washington will be a toss up. The Saints always struggle against Washington. Check their history. Yeah, you ain't lying about that. Always good games when the Saints go up against uh, Washington. It always come down to like something crazy, you know what I'm saying, at the end. The media loves details. That's why I don't listen to them. Uh, not, you know, not too many details, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, little details as possible where they can actually uh, draw, draw a narrative. Yeah, reality is what uh, people struggle with, you know? You know, there's their reality and there's actual reality. I want I want people to understand that. Okay, there's two types of reality. There's a reality that you choose to have as your reality, and then there's actual reality. You have I feel like people who listen to only what they want to listen to, listen to only one side. What they're doing is they're creating their own reality. It's almost like you know being on social media on Facebook, right? If you're on uh, if you're on Facebook, you know if you're just starting out. You know, you put your name in, you put your location. What are they going to do? They're going to say, these are people that you may know based on your location, based on the people that you selected as friends, yada, 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 right? So all of a sudden, there are certain things. What, what Facebook is actually doing is creating this world, you know what I'm saying, around you. And if you just look at that all the time, that will be your reality. Not going outside the realms of social media and crossing over to the other side and seeing what other people think in order for you to draw your conclusion. That is the way the world is. When you only listen to one network, when you only read one newspaper, when you only follow one particular person, you're doing yourself a disservice, right? Because you don't, you know, like they say, man, you should all the right hand should always know what the left hand is doing. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be caught off guard. So I listen to both sides. I listen to, like I tell people all the time, man. I will, I will interview somebody that you know what I'm saying that that don't like black people. You know what I'm saying? I want to know how you feel. I want to know why you feel the way you do. You know, I feel like that is how we get to to a, a level of unity. That's how we gonna like solve these problems. But people too scared because when I walk out the house, man, six foot, two hundred and twenty five pounds. 
You know what I'm saying? People already just think, you know what I'm saying, certain things about me. Not everybody, but they automatically just know, you know what I'm saying, certain things. If I, I see a, a, you know what I'm saying, a tall white guy, blind hair, blue eyes or whatever like that. You know what I'm saying? Like if I ain't having that conversation, oh, he, I could I could tell he has a sense of entitlement. How do I know? I ain't have a conversation with this guy. Oh, this guy's looking for trouble. How you know you ain't have a conversation with me? So we draw these conclusions based on what people say, you know what I'm saying, and, and what we read. That's dumb. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that doesn't make much sense. I'm gonna read a few more, man. Uh Jerry, I stopped watching ESPN and the other medias about football with all the clowns. I'd rather listen to the uh Saints podcast than ESPN or NFL Network or Steven. Stephen A. Um Stephen A is um, you know, Stephen A is a character. Stephen A just trying to get a late night show at this particular point. So he gonna he gonna jump around and yell and scream and try to be as entertaining as he can. So I guess when Jimmy Kimmel decided to retire, you can take his spot. Uh, TJ, the people who can't uh, have an uncomfortable conversation without reverting to disrespecting others because they have a different opinion are those who don't want to validate in their own prejudice. Well, look, I, look, all I know is it has to start somewhere, King Arthur, and it has to start with people with a bunch of made up minds. OK, when we talking about football and we have these type of conversations and we talk about Jameis, I'm not telling you something that I think I'm I'm telling you something that, you know, what I'm saying that I, I've experienced firsthand as well as you see a, a, a pattern. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like and sometimes like when we look at patterns, we dismiss them. Right. Because we're like, oh, no, nah, it can't be it. And then we'll go out here and we'll just be like, man, no, that ain't it. That ain't it. You overreacting. Or, you know, we like to you know, what I'm saying we like to use a lot of these uh, situations. Right. Well, I can bring up a time. Well, this happened to a white man or this happened to a Hispanic man or this like, come on, man. I, I mean, how many opportunities do people of color get? <laughs> how many opportunities do people, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, that, that white people get? I'm just being honest. Like, if okay, if you want to use that type of example, they're, okay, people will talk about, okay, what's the stereotype about black people, right? Growing up in a hood, being on drugs, right? But if we want to use that example, then, you know what I'm saying? We might as well just use the example about do more, you know what I'm saying, African-American or minorities do more drugs than white people? No, they don't. Because <laughs> there's a higher percentage of, you know what I'm saying, of uh, white people in the world or in the United States than they do minorities. They are the majority. So if we want to look at that, if you're looking at from a, t- a statistical standpoint, you win. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, you're going to have a bunch of scenarios that you can actually use because you have more opportunities to see that. If we have a small sample size, of course, we're going to bring it to your attention because it's such a small sample size. And we don't have too many examples to choose from like you do. You know what I'm saying? Like if I can use one situation with Cam Newton, because there's few and far between. We're just starting to see. A, a, a wave of african-american quarterbacks being drafted consistently right we're, we're just starting to see this type of behavior happening so of course it's going to be a small sample size and of course you're going to be able to go throughout the time and history where this happened because why there were several opportunities for you to choose from so top uh compilation says talk football i am talking football jackass <laughs> you may not like the football that I'm talking. 
Uh, how did y'all see that funny video of Breeze? Uh, he like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling <laughs> like I should play football. I know all the jokes is funny though. We love Breeze, but enjoy retirement, man. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people that was uh saying, man, you need to come back. You need to come back. You need to come back. You know, look, man, whoever top compilation is, man, see, man, see your ass about the uh check. You want, you know what I'm saying? You want to, you want somebody to talk football and you won't hide your head in the sand. You know, I don't do this, but peace out. I ain't got no time for these. I ain't got time for these idiots today. I ain't got no time for it. I ain't got no time for it. Put your head in the sand, you know what I'm saying, and hide out. But we talk real here. We talk football, football, if football uh trickle into life, then that's what happens. If you don't like it, kiss my ass. I mean, I'm sorry. It is what it is. We we talk, we talk real, we talk real stuff here. We talk Saints football. We talk about some of the hottest topics, you know what I'm saying, around the New Orleans Saints. But if it trickle off into real life, sit back and relax. Or you know, you can find the door. You know, it's not like you know what I'm saying. I come to anybody's door, kicking in, and say, "Man, you better watch the State of the Saints podcast." Out of my chat with that nonsense, man. I love it when you have uh, these convos, TJ. I like having these conversations. Like I said, it pertains to football. You know what I'm saying? It is it, real life. Hey. Uh, TJ, when Michael Thomas gets back, I'm going to be curious to see if Jameis Winston can give him the ball. That was uh, one of uh, Drew Brees' specialties. I, I think he can. I think uh, Michael Thomas can work with virtually anybody. I just think it's about chemistry, though. Uh, let's see. Who that brother? Uh, what's going on, uh, John? Uh, talk your talk, TJ. Man, I'm just being real. I'm just, man, look. Get out of here with that nonsense. You know, I, I never understood that, man. Like, like. Like, I don't force you to watch the show, man. You don't know what you're talking about, but you watching the hell out the State of the Saints podcast, so I must know something. It's rather, I got like this, you know what I'm saying? I must be Merlin the Wizard to have you hypnotized, or the show must be pretty damn good. I like to thank the latter. I like to thank the latter. Uh, this is real talk, uh, football, uh, race and life uh, situations. Good live. Look, it's not like I just came on here with just talking about, you know, it, it in a, you know what I'm saying? And not in the football context. I'm talking about it. And it, 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 it is focused on our quarterback, Jameis Winston. Yes, I said our quarterback, because if you're a Saints fan, he is our starting quarterback. TJ, I want to know why no one is talking about uh, that Brady came down there uh, and bought uh, New England offense with the Bruce was supposed to be uh, this offensive genius. Uh, because he already had the reputation around the realms of the NFL. You know, so people already just look at, uh, you know, Bruce Arians as this quarterback whisperer. And as, as we talked about before, once you have this narrative about yourself when it comes to uh, football, it forever stays with you. You know, it, it's like with uh, Jeff Fisher, you know, how did Jeff Fisher continue to find work <laughs> after mediocre season, after mediocre season with the, t uh, the Titans is beyond me. But hey, he's supposed to be a tough guy. Oh, he goes to the. He goes to the sidelines. He scowls at people. He has this, this, this stern matter about him. Man, miss me with that, okay? It's all about reputation. That's the reason why. It's about reputation. Reputation in the National Football League matters. And no matter if you have a couple down years or, you know what I'm saying, you start off having down years and, and elevate, you're always going to be that coach, that player, you know what I'm saying, like, 
It's like when they talk about uh, Andy Reid. Andy Reid has always been a great coach, always been good. But all of a sudden, like he an elite coach now uh, that he won a, a, finally won a Super Bowl with Kansas City. Man, miss me with that. Five straight NFC championships with the Philadelphia Eagles, one Super Bowl appearance. Like, knock it off, man. That's not a deal breaker to me. You think I look at Don Coriel, the great San Diego Chargers head coach, you know, with Eric Coriel back in the 80s? You don't think I look at him as a great coach? Just because he didn't win a Super Bowl, I still look at him as a great coach. You think I don't look at the late, great Marty Scheinheim as a, as a great coach because he never won a Super Bowl? That's not a deal breaker. You don't think I look at Jim Mora as being a really good coach because he didn't go to the, you know what I'm saying, he didn't win a playoff game or didn't go to the Super Bowl? No, all those guys are really good coaches in their own right. But they, they'll make, until you win a Super Bowl, they'll make it seem like you straight up slow. That's crazy. I'm going to ask you this, TJ. You think Kamara will get 100 rushing yards this season? Just a question. And uh, you think Mike T comes back uh, just as dominant as he left? Uh, Yeah, I think that Mike T is going to come back, play really well. And I do think Alvin Kamara is going to run for 1,000 yards because the way that the Saints offense is looking right now, the way that it's structured, uh, I think that he's going to have plenty of opportunities to uh, bust long games uh, in games. Uh, I must say, uh, this foot's uh, soaking heat bubble thingy is noise. <laughs> uh, I guess you, uh, you're soaking your feet. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, well, you know the old saying, TJ, you ain't uh, doing nothing if you don't have haters. Been watching you about a year and a half, bro, and for the most part, most authentic podcasts I watch, they being you, my fellow New Orleans. Damien, thank you, man. I appreciate that. That's all I can be, man. And honestly, for a while, I used to let these things kind of bother me. But, man, not anymore, man. I, I, I just don't. You know, I just think that, you know, some people, they see where you're going or where you're trying to get to, and they try to, like, you know, stunt your momentum. But I don't let that – I ain't anybody let nobody stop me from doing what I got to do. You shouldn't let anybody stop you from what you want to do. For all my podcasters, for all my business owners out there, for all my people thinking about starting business, there's always going to be a hater somewhere trying to hate on you and talk about what you ain't doing wrong. Meanwhile, they're sitting on the couch somewhere eating Lil' Debbie snack cakes uh, about a dozen. You know what I'm saying? And, and watching TV with the, you know what I'm saying, with the popcorn bucket on their belly. But, but meanwhile, they want to tell you about what you need to do, how you should run your business, how you should structure your podcast, who you need to talk about, who you don't need to talk about. Miss me with that BS, okay? Miss me with that, okay? Um, if you ain't doing nothing with yourself and you miserable about your life, don't come into my chat trying to bring that misery on to me because guess what i'm living my best life i ain't going back and forth with these haters and the only reason i'm going back and forth with y'all today because i gave y'all opportunity by the name of the show is tj you tripping and that, as y'all can see didn't have many people that actually called in or chimed in and said anything about them disagreeing why because those miserable individuals like to play in the chat you know what i'm saying where they know for a fact they can't come on here and spar and talk football and talk x's and o's and willies and joes without y'all saying oh no because they don't know what they're talking about uh mccoy coming back against washington i hope he come back after the bye week mr barnes i'm gonna be honest with that give him an extra week to to uh relax uh don't let it stop you tj uh let that uh ctc uh come out well i'm not i'm not from across the canal i'm not from the lord nine <laughs> uh but you know i i'm from the night ward you know i i'm, I'm i used to go to across the canal uh, quite a bit, man. Shouts out to my uh, my uncle Tone. May he rest in peace. He used to live on Andrew Street, right down the street from Lawless. 
Yeah, I used to go over there quite quite a uh, quite a bit with my um my grandpa. Soon as I get back uh going to get me a high sausage pull boy on broad and max. Man, I just wish I can get a bucket of hot sausage, man. I'm going to have to get down there. Uh, I went down to Vicksburg a couple months ago. Um, I went to Natchez. And while I'm thinking while I'm thinking about down there, you know, I want to give a special shout-out to my grandma, man. My grandma, uh, she's been, um, been sick for the last couple of days. So she was hospitalized. Um, but she's back at home, man. She came home on yesterday. So, Grandma, I know you're probably watching this right now. I want to let you know I love you, and I'm glad you're okay. And my grandmother is the biggest Saints fan that you're going to find. So I want to give a, a shout out to my grandmother, uh, Miss Maxine William Jones. I'm glad you're okay, Grandma. I love you. Uh, but, but yeah, man, I, I'm, my, my uncle used to stay on Andrew Street, down the street from Lawless. And then we'll uh, finish it up with Malcolm. Malcolm says, I will say to TJ, you guys are going to see also a down the field Mike T with Jameis uh, in Ohio State days. The man used to be a deep threat. High point the ball, 50-50 balls. Yeah, I think that people are uh, going to change the way that they look at Michael Thomas, like calling them slant boys, saying he only can run quick slants. I just think that he ran those slants because Drew Brees was limited, and that was what the game plan uh, called for. But I think that he can run every route in the route tree. He's fundamentally sound. He's physical. And um, he's one hell of a football player. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you to everybody that called in. Uh, really do appreciate that. Thank you for all your comments, the donations uh, to the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, thank you all. Uh, last month, uh, we actually had, uh, you know, more subscribers uh, than we probably had in one in a one month span. Like that's that's insane. Like right now, I think we're about uh, forty nine subscribers away from seven thousand subscribers. And I want to say thank you all for choosing the State of the Saints podcast to make uh, the State of the Saints podcast one of your go-to podcasts for Saints talk. Uh, also want to give a special shout-out once again to my grandmother. I love you very much. Uh, also want to give a special shout-out to everybody in the New Orleans Gulf Coast region affected by Hurricane Ida. Love you. Much love to you. Uh, We're going to get through this together uh, one day at a time. Uh, FEMA, get on your damn job. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You got some people out there that really need some help. Uh, it's some BS that y'all had this situation before and we're going through it again as a people. It's a damn shame. Y'all need to do something about that. And I'm, I'm talking about the government too, because uh, for for all those people talking about, oh man, you know what I'm saying? Bush this, Bush that. Biden don't seem like he's doing a damn thing either to try to get uh, stuff down there either. So it's not a political thing. It's a human thing. And right now the government is looking like straight slow. Get those people some help. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube.com search the State of the Saints podcast. Facebook.com search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Thank you all so much. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?